0: It's the Braincast, Braincast, the Pop Braincast. Welcome to the BreakCast, the first BreakCast under the banner of ThePopBreak.com. My name is Bill Bodkin. I am the Editor-in-Chief and Co-Founder of the site. And yes, for all of you unaware, we have changed from PopBreak.com, that little dash in the middle. We've ripped up the dash, and we are now ThePopBreak.com. We have a brand new look, a brand new design, a brand new uh, outlook on life, as you would say, on the site. We really hope you check it out. Now, if you follow us on social media, all our social media handles have stayed the same. We are still at pop, P-O-P-B-R-E-A-K-D-O-T-C-O-M. That's popbreak.com. All spelled out on Twitter, forward slash popbreak.com. All spelled out on Facebook. And if and when we ever update our Instagram, it is at popbreakofficial. official. And welcome now officially to our second Year in Review movie podcast, and I'm joined as always by the California Kid, Pop Breaks Film Editor, Senior Writer, Dan Cohen. Dan, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and Joyous Hanukkah. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing very well. Happy holidays to you as well. Happy New Year to everyone out there listening. And yep, this is our uh, this is our Year in Review 2016 for movies. So basically, uh, for me, let's see, Marvel Cinematic Universe sucks, Rogue One sucks, The Jungle Book blows bags. Uh, let's see, Zootopia should not be nominated for Best Picture. And, and you know what, Bill, and you know what else? Newborn babies, dogs, pizza, not a big fan of those things either. I think yeah. that pretty much covers it.
0: Most people would agree, Dan, <laughs> that in 2016, you hated everything that brought people joy. Some of
1: those things I just mentioned are true.
0: The only thing Dan was extremely happy about this year was that his lying, cheating Patriots made the pay- made the playoffs once again. And, you know. That's about it. I think I think I covered it, right? So uh, we're now going to dedicate I, yeah, 45 I, minutes to <laughs> Office Christmas Party, which I just saw today. We're recording this on New Year's Day. Um, so yeah, so strap in. And oh, you know what? We forgot to talk about uh, Jupiter Ascending uh, last year. So I think we need to dedicate um, about 65 minutes to Jupiter Ascending. First-
1: First 45 minutes are going to be Office Christmas Party. Second 45 minutes is going to be Ben-Hur remake. I think Ooh. that's probably the rundown of events today.
0: A legit, TJ Miller still might have a beef with PopBreak.com. A- after this, Jack Houston might have one too. So, uh, okay guys, let's buckle up and let's talk about bad movies. No, but in all seriousness, um, we are here to talk about the entire, well, most of the year, 2016. In it's going to be a smorgasbord today. To me, uh, I guess in my opening thoughts, if I was an attorney, I'd have a wig on, I'd sit for my cup of coffee and I'd say, this has been a year. And it's been a weird year, Dan. Uh, Going into 2016, I think we both thought it was like, wow, there are so many sequels and so many remakes and so many franchises being this year. But it really didn't seem, it didn't seem like those movies really resonated with audiences And as compared to last year, now we have these Oscar films coming out at the end of the year, and they are really, really sticking with people. We're watching La La Land, uh, basically just a musical that's limited release right now, that is breaking records in limited release. Cleaning up. And then we saw stuff like franchise stuff, like Ninja Turtles and Zoolander, and even stuff that's based on popular pop culture material, like uh, Assassin's Creed, just wet the bed. It was a year, it reminds me of a lot of, like, um, growing up for me, of, like, restaurants. I grew up in central landlocked New Jersey, and all we had was chain restaurants. And then when I moved down to the Jersey Shore, my whole world was opened up to these original restaurants that, like, became what people went to. And I feel like that's what the movies were this year. A lot of the big franchise, chain, very mass-marketed pieces of cinema, Kind of fell by the wayside to more creative. I mean, don't worry; those those still made a lot of money. But the creative really stuck out and is stuck to the ribs of moviegoers in 2016. Dan, I uh, I bounced pass the ball to you. I I I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I think, and I, this is a this will this be this the, yeah, that's the said... only time we're going to agree on this podcast, so we're good.
1: Ah, uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see. We have a lot of movies to discuss. We'll we agree do. Or disagree. It's gonna be. It's like I said. It's gonna be like a like a Chinese food buffet here tonight. But look, here here's the thing. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I can. For me personally, the awards movies. I've never had a gap this wide for me personally between the big market movies and the award movies. Um, I, I can't remember a year like this for me personally. Even like. It's been rough for me with a lot of the big market movies because, as we kind of joked about at the beginning of the podcast, but it's not really joking, is even some of the blockbuster movies that everybody seemed to like, I did not. And I want to be very clear here. I'm not, like, going into these movies. I don't look at the Rotten Tomato score and then say, oh, I'm going to go the opposite of this today. No, I want to love every movie. I I wanted nothing more than to walk out of Rogue One thinking it was the best movie of 2016. But but to me it was. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll, – we'll do the Rogue One discussion, everybody relax. But for me – and don't get me wrong. I mean there were there were a few big market movies that I loved. I love Deadpool, Star Trek Beyond. I like X-Men Apocalypse quite a bit. Um, I've written I think probably, what, 800 articles and why I love BVS. So we'll talk about that later as well. Arrival but, was a
0: big one. That was uh, – if you check out thepotbreak.com, yeah, click, I mean, the, click on Movies right. tab, you will see – our what our staff picked as top five rival was one of those movies uh,
1: but a rival i mean it's not like a low budget movie but it's also not like one of these you know big blockbusters that were kind of lump like you know the, the the ones that are trying to be franchises and when i look at those movies here's here's the problem that i encountered a lot with the big market stuff this year when i look at stuff like The Jungle Book, the two Marvel movies like Captain America and Doctor Strange, stuff like Ghostbusters, Legend of Tarzan, you know, Jason Bourne, oh god, Rogue One, Fantastic Beasts which was just I really was bored out of my mind. Suicide Squad. A lot of those movies that I just mentioned they're not bad movies. I okay, well, well right, Suicide Squad is. That 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 check, one I just
0: mentioned. You should check out our Suicide Squad podcast people. It's, it's I, wonderful. I, I,
1: I detest that film, but the other ones I mentioned, I don't, I don't hate them. I don't think that they're poorly made movies. The word that I think of on those movies that I just mentioned is whatever. I, I just, that's, that's the problem with me with a lot of the big market movies this year. And it's a, it's a scary trend that I'm seeing is that I don't think these movies are taking chances. I think they're playing it very safe and they're just going through the motions and doing their franchise building and going on their merry way. Some of them suffered for it, like Ghostbusters, which was very fan y um, But, you know, then there were other movies like Jason Bourne, which did fine. You know, there were movies like uh, The Legend of Tarzan, which did fine. And then there was a lot of movies that uh, a lot and of I think people actually you could
0: say that movie did better than anyone could have expected.
1: Right. I, I, think,
0: I, I think we talked
1: about this in our summer wrap-up podcast, Bill, that— I think people just expected that movie to perform so poorly that when it didn't, it was like, oh, that was kind of a quiet hit. And it's just – to me, that that that's the problem with a lot of these franchise movies is – and it's one of the reasons why I do gravitate – why I gravitate towards a movie like BVS, which is I think – No, it's, it's totally, yes, it totally, has a lot totally of, not a franchise. It has a way. lot of – no, no, no. But what I'm saying is is that, yes, it's part of a franchise. It's It has – it falls into a lot of the tropes of doing universe building and things like that. But I also do think there's a lot of other areas where they take a lot of chances and they are like, ambitious. Um,
0: like putting Negan and Maggie from the walking dead as Bruce Wayne's parents in the beginning. And we all know how that walked it, worked out on the walking dead for those two characters.
1: I think, uh, yeah, I think it was Jeffrey Dean Morgan who plays Thomas Wayne as well. So a yeah. uh, little bit of a Zack Snyder alum there. Whereas, so th- that, that, that was the problem with me, and that's why I just kind of went against the grain a lot this year, is there are too many of these movies that were just whatever, and they all felt the same. Were the award movies, you—I mean, take your pick. It was an eclectic mix of greatness. You had stuff like Moonlight juxtaposed with La La Land. And so I think that's why, for me, the award movies hit really well this year— Whereas uh, a lot of the big blockbusters and the franchisers were duds.
0: Here's – just let me postulate this. Put put this out there for you.
1: Postulate away.
0: Uh, Would you say this was the year – even with the big movies, this was the year of word of mouth for movies?
1: I I would – I pretty much agree with that. The only reason why I hesitated a little bit is because Star Trek Beyond, Okay, That movie got – unbelievable word of mouth and that and i that is one of the better blockbusters we got this year i love star trek beyond I think it's great um but it did like it was it was a borderline bomb as we talked about in our summer wrap-up it didn't do great compared it, it, to it, it, it was budget. a hundred
0: it was a 185 million dollar budget uh opposed to 158 million dollar united states um Box office gross, so not 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 good. So I
1: don't think. Wardle but it's already.
0: I think it did. I think it did because. I mean, maybe I. I okay, here's what I'll
1: agree with you. I think those it trailers. Was, in it the could beginning. have been worse. It, no, they, you're right. They weren't great trailers. I mean, I liked them okay, but it did turn a lot of people off. Plus, it had to. Even though I don't agree with this, I like Star Trek Into Darkness. But in the I minds do. of many, that wasn't good. I so like it, it did too. have to suffer. So it did have to suffer the sins for the previous film, mm-hmm. which the majority of. people did not like so i'll agree with you that maybe word of mouth it would have been it would have been worse um but i also think well let's take a look at my favorite movie of the year suicide squad uh where it was it's kind of i don't know how to evaluate that movie because on the one hand it it look love it or hate it that movie did well box office wise okay it destroyed
0: having if, said that if you look word at the of weeklies, mouth was, the weeklies on that Hey, sorry. So it debuted yeah. um, with 179 million dollars, and then well,
1: no, no, no. I think you uh, maybe internationally, but I think its domestic opening for Squad was like 135, something like that. I'm
0: just reading the weekly off of Box Office Mojo's where we're looking weekly. So I have a total right now, roughly. It just says uh, weekly it was 179, a 65 percent drop off to 62. The third week, a 53 percent drop off. The fourth week a forty three percent drop off that that's not good. I mean listen let's let's at the end of the day this movie made filthy money. Um, yes, but that's a massive drop off
1: but even but okay but 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 look at it this way. Uh, let's look at Dr. Strange, which that that's another one did very well. Nobody is crying for Doctor. Strange. It's another big hit for Marvel. having said that, word of mouth on that movie was pretty damn high yet made yeah. less money than Suicide Squad. So how do, how do you – and plus, th- th- here's where it gets really weird is that Doctor Strange, that's right in the – they're just going off the Mar- Marvel rhythm, right? They're, they have all the momentum in the world where Suicide Squad had you know, crap momentum from BVS, yet – and bad mm. word of mouth coming out of opening weekend, so... and that movie still made more money than Doctor Strange.
0: Well, I'll, I'll counter that by saying Suicide Squad what, I don't think I had crap momentum going in from BBS because the hype for that movie was gargantuan because of those trailers.
1: Right, and then what and then trailers, what happened? Those But look what happened the week leading up to the film's release. The reviews were people were losing their shit. Like I mean the reviews were I think were it cost atrocious.
0: them too. I think it cost oh, them too. Yeah. But I mean, I Doctor, mean think but, about, we predicted yeah, Doctor Strange currently sitting at a total gross of 229 million point six we were saying maybe this movie cracks a hundred Remember that was our prediction we're like we we didn't think it was going to do as well as it did and i think
1: wait wait what do you do you mean total well no i mean total domestically i thought that it would
0: i thought thought that it would
1: fall in between i thought that it would fall in between ant-man and i don't know like guardians or or like somewhere in the thor the dark world range and that's exactly where it landed i mean i don't think I don't think it shocked anybody. I think it pretty much did what it was supposed to. But what I was saying is, I think I, I actually your point about word of mouth is interesting. I think for the most part, you are correct, sir. But I, I think there were a few outliers. However, if you look at a movie like The Jungle Book, which I'm sorry, I'm not a big fan of, right, Snoozer, people are, yeah, people but, are, hit but miss people that. loved it and it got insane word of mouth, and that movie cleaned up. Uh, movies like, like well, you know, like, like for
0: instance, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out a couple yeah. like Deadpool. Crazy yep. word of mouth, Zootopia, especially early in the year. Crazy word, of yeah. Mouth. But
1: Zootopia was going to do well anyway. But I, but, but I, that, I, that
0: was well. a juggernaut. People, I don't think people are like, whoa, I can't believe it. Like Moana, definitely word of mouth. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and then look at a movie like X Men Apocalypse, which did well. It, it that was a it was a hit, not a gargantuan hit for Fox, but no. a hit nonetheless. However, it Bad didn't moms. get it didn't get great word of mouth. So no, it didn't. It, so it was kind of living off of. I think it's opening weekend and a lot of it's gross. was probably off of days of future past. Yeah. The word
0: of mouth, I I guess could work both ways. We're saying like, if, 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 if it's like a tree falls in the woods, do you hear it? If no one says anything about anything, but then again, I I heard no one talking about central intelligence, your least favorite movie of the year. I think (sighs) one of them and that, that, that made the top 20 yeah, but
1: that was but that was the rock and kevin hart and they're in a groove now so i mean that's why that made money oh, i mean the rock i just saw the trailer the...
0: i just saw the trailer for baywatch we'll talk about that towards the end of the podcast
1: um or to that sorry.
0: one i don't know the trailer didn't look like the worst thing we ever seen in my
1: life i don't want to get into baywatch right now you know we got a lot to cover i don't think the audience <laughs> wants to hear us do a 10-minute baywatch conversation right now
0: i don't know we could i could talk about the rock for at least thirty minutes. Um, would you say that – OK, let's just talk about like uh, – before we jump into this thing, like someone like The Rock, I mean, is he the new box office Teflon?
1: For now. I I mean, yeah, like – well, we ta- – I think uh, – remind me now. Was it last year or the year before where he put out that – and granted, I didn't see it, but the trailers looked like dog crap. What was the one – like it was San Andreas, right? Correct. That movie had every reason to fail. You watch that trailer and it just puts you to sleep and you're like, this looks like an absolute poop fest. Yet it did pretty well. And I think it's because of Dwayne Johnson. So, uh, look, we we, we talked about this in the past, Bill, that superstars like this isn't you know, this isn't the mid 90s anymore. You know, you can't just plop. Like fifteen, twenty different stars on your poster, and think you're going to get a big opening weekend, you know the will days Smith. of big willie yeah the days of big Willie weekend are over um but but there are but there are a couple guys who, if you slap on a movie poster, they will sell right now, and Dwayne Johnson is absolutely one of
0: them so when we we're talking about word of mouth and we 're talking about uh you know varying opinions, one of the movies I think that was you and I were both very very trepidatious about at the end of last year uh the beginning of this year during the summer and leading into the fall was rogue one
1: i'm just which, i'm which, this which, which, no 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 no, no.
0: <laughs> trust me i'm i'm an extremely fair person i'm a i'm a wonderful man i'm magnanimous um, it's and, not so and, much and here, that that I, that, that, revisiting that, that has I'm a, go that that has a that has two schools that has two words of mouth right now there's some people out there that say and I know you're going to cringe when you say this, but this is not me. This is reading what's out there. This is the best Star Wars movie of all time. The other one is this was. No, the, nobody the, 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 is saying that. Uh, nobody incorrect. is saying that. No, I, I'm talking about fans. So I'm not talking about critics. I'm talking about fans. This is the best Star Wars movie of all time. And other people, I've seen. Like, this, I've this, seen, this seen best
1: since Empire. I haven't seen best of all time, but yeah, I would I, agree I, that I have seen best since Empire. I have I've seen, seen.
0: I have seen best star wars movie of all time and this is a complete dumpster fire so i'm and there are those are the two schools of thought on that now just to be
1: clear i'm not in the dumpster fire camp i'm not too far off from that but i'm not in i'm not that extreme with the movie
0: now i i love the movie but as a someone who grew up with star wars like you did i i it's, it's hard for me to even say, as much as you and I both love The Force Awakens, I mean, can we say those are better than the original trilogy? Maybe you can make an argument it's a little better than Return of the Jedi, but I don't know. But I mean, you know what I mean? The, to me, it can never, none of those movies can crack the originals. So I'm not there I, either, so you know what I mean. So I'm saying is, uh, so there are, there are definitely two schools of thought on this movie. So Dan... Um, you know your his review is on popbreak.com right now com right now and i right. and i've had a lot of different um a lot of feedback to that review uh, <laughs> both positive and negative negative. and in fact Dan it was a good thing you didn't show up to our uh anniversary party at uh, convention hall at asbury park because everyone was going to zing you about it Well right, but
1: to uh, to be fair though i think that was a one week before rogue one
0: Oh, that so was, I might have been, that was, I might no, have everyone been, was going to get, yeah, everyone was going to get you about Marvel, that's what they were going to get you about. Yeah, well, uh, so, what didn't you like in the most calm, because we're, we're not even t- 20 minutes into this podcast yet, what's, in the calmest way possible, what didn't you like about Rogue One?
1: Well, first of all, let me just chug three espressos and then, t- no, I'm kidding. Uh, okay, well, look, I, my review's on the site, I obviously don't like the film. Do I think it's horrible? Do I think it's atrocious? Do I think it's one of the worst movies of the year? No, I don't. I think it's just, I think it's a little bit below average. That's how that's how I rank the movie.
0: Did you get any I, enjoyment out of this movie? Very, very little. The, I want to, I want to, I want to Can I? So, uh, uh, floor is yours. I wanna, you know me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to jump down your throat. So,
1: I want to leave the Star Wars baggage aside for a second. And this is what people need to understand about me. And how I evaluate movies. The most important thing to me in a film, whether it's drama, comedy, action, horror, I don't care, animation, characters. That's what I gravitate towards. The reason why the original Star Wars trilogy, New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi, the reason those movies are my three favorite films ever made as much as I love the explosions and the ships and all the action, that stuff is awesome, but it's the characters. Star Wars has incredible characters. And to break it down very simply, I mean, Bill, you know what my criticism is gonna be. The characters sucked in Rogue One. Underdeveloped, underserved, boring, cliche, generic character arcs. I don't care about these people. I didn't care about Jin Ursay. You, the, Her story is so criminally underserved. I think you just called her Jim Ursay. Uh,
0: I think you called her Jim Ursay. I did not.
1: Jim Ursae. What's her name? Did
0: I, did I really say Jim Ursay. <laughs> you said Jim who who's
1: like an <laughs> whatever, executive yeah, with NFL the Colts. NFL playoffs are on, are on my mind. So, yeah, well, speaking of the Colts, they're not in it. Nope. Oh, that's a shame.
0: Mm, but anyway. No one
1: cares about it. Um, so, yeah. So th- that's that's the main reason why. I mean, that's one of the primary reasons why I don't like the movie is, I'm sorry, the characters just don't do it for me. And I think that they had a chance to really delve deep into some of these people, but they chose to go with fan service garbage instead of develop some of these characters. And I'm going to give you – I talked a little bit about this in review, but I'll give you a very specific example. Like the reason why I just laugh at people when they say this is better than The Force Awakens.
0: I think you can't – I mean connect. – I'm sorry. I had a, a theory, but I don't think you can compare the two. It's apples and oranges. Well, they're, they're very th- hold different. On. They're very different, in my see, this opinion.
1: Is, yeah, see, you're already – I'm going to get – I'm starting to ramp up here. You're, you're already making apologies for this movie and getting really – No, no, no. No,
0: no, really no, no, to- no, no. Uh, no, I'm not th- – no, no, no. That's not an apology. No, <laughs> Go no, Go ahead. That's – I feel they're too – it's
1: – They're I Star know, Wars they, movies.
0: They're Star Wars. I, 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 I understand, that's, but that's, I try to I, I, – I, like, I'm just like – I can't put them side by side. It's like, oh, which one's better? No, no, no. I just – I view them differently for some reason. And
1: this is why I get upset with the with these with the, uh, this is why I was upset with the whole idea of these Star Wars spin-off movies is that you're putting the name Star Wars on it. Okay? You're making a Star Wars film. So don't I don't I'm not going to go in with these like Jv expectations. And oh. this is what Rogue uh, was. It was a Jv movie. And I just want to say this, okay? Like I said, the, the characters are totally underserved. All right the like the relationship between the Forrest Whitaker character and uh Felicity Jones was embarrassing. You needed meat to that story, and they have like one scene together It's pathetic, so I don't like the characters leaving and you know what really ticks me off though is that you know the majority of people love Rogue One. I know you liked it, and fine, if you were all entertained by it i you know I'm jealous of you. I wish I could be entertained like you were, but I'm sick of th- this goes back to like kind of what we were talking about earlier in discussion is what I have a problem with so many of these blockbusters and the reaction to these blockbusters is, is I can't believe I have I have to apologize for wanting character development in these movies. I, like like what, what's going on here? There is a time in the late 90s and the 2000s where we were bemoaning these movies for just whatever like just action-based films with very little character and now people are just apologizing for it and being more accepting of it i, I don't get it all right and let me just i, I just want to get to the star wars isms and then i swear i will give the floor to you okay. and you can refute all my but yes so as a movie the character sucked the story was underserved and that's another thing is we talked about this a lot because we knew what the story was going in this needed To be spearheaded by great characters. So I have a story where I know where it's going. And then I have crappy characters to go along with it. I don't care. Which is why I didn't get emotionally invested in that awesome third act. But just a few Star Wars-isms is, number one, Darth Vader. The dialogue was embarrassing. It's not Darth Vader dialogue. He goes into these long diatribes, these bad one-liners. The brilliance of Vader is that he's quick, efficient lines, all too easy. Impressive, most impressive. This was embarrassing, and as much as I love James Earl Jones, I know you do. We all love James Earl Jones. It was sad to hear the guy's
0: voice. Oh yeah, sounded I didn't. I didn't. I, did, I, I didn't think it was old. him. I didn't think. I honestly didn't think it was him.
1: And just two more things. Number one, obviously, the CGI grandma of Tarkin disgusted me. I wanted to puke. Uh, just, just hire a new actor. We all get it, okay? We all know that. Sadly, Peter Cushing, you know, he passed away a long time ago. And it's not like you're talking about a character like a Luke or a Leia. Tarkin well, is someone that's... you can re we'll, we'll get to that later, but yeah. Tarkin is someone you can recast, okay oh, I like agree. we're not we all love we all love so just so just recast them instead of doing this really weird looking CGI that looked terrible. and then the last thing I'll say, and this is what I feared the most about the Star Wars spin-off movies, and it's what. I am so scared of when I go into this Han Solo movie is that they do things to pad the story and they explain things that never, that never needed to be explained. Oh, and by the way, I guess we should talk about spoilers for Rogue one, but spoilers right Oops. now, the, the, the fact, the fact that you find out that the hole, that the exhaust pipe where they blow up the death star, the fact that you find out that a random scientist put it there on purpose just gutted me i liked the idea of that it was a random design flaw by the empire i, I thought that was intriguing i i liked joking about it with when i was growing up i like the fact that you could put your imagination to it why the hell would they leave this hole open but now it's ruined so now the next time i watch a new hope and luke blows up that death star i know that ooh, it was planted there by mads mickelson i hate it it sucks I don't care if you all think I'm overreacting. Rogue One, bored me. There's some cool action. I like the droid character. That's it. It, it I hated it. Bill, go.
0: So, a couple things where um, I think, and I was speaking with a friend of mine about this, one of my best friends, I feel like this would have worked. I think it would have been an interesting concept. I think I posed this last time, last year. It would have been interesting to see... Excuse me, Rogue One as a series. As like a Netflix series. And this way I think you would have gotten all that great action, but you also would have gotten for those for character development, if you were looking for that, then you would have got it there. Agree or disagree.
1: I would have been more accepting of that, and I think it probably would have been better. Se- because, well, here's the thing. If it was a Netflix series, then
0: it would have been, <laughs> I it would have been, It would have been
1: rated R. I, I, I will. then I, you know, I, I could also choose to ignore it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but because but this is a movie you, on you the big have. screen, I have to accept it as Star Wars. I don't know. I ignore Rebels. I ignore all the cartoon shows, so I don't know about that. But I, I agree with your major point that, yes, I think it would have served better as a TV series.
0: So for me, this was – a World War two team-up movie put in the Star Wars universe. And one of the tenants, and one of the things, like A Dirty Dozen, like a lot of movies like this, Kelly's Heroes, um, Regal's Dare, the list goes on and on. You have these characters, and they aren't as the most fleshed out as you want, but you understand, You to me, I was into these characters. I was very into... Uh, and. Listen, Dan. You you could sit there and roll your eyes and think I'm nuts, but um, I got into these characters because I've seen these characters before. I felt like they were Star Wars characters, and I felt like we're watching a mission movie. And mission movies don't always dive headfirst into a ton of character development. Would I have liked to have seen more? Yes. Why? Because these characters intrigued me. I had that there was a lot of stuff that I wanted to know more about. I wasn't given that. And that was my, that's my knock on that movie. That's why I can't say this is better than The Force Awakens or this even cracks the original trilogy. That's why I will never say that's the best Star Wars movie of all time. But, and I knew the story. And that was my, my worry going to them. Like, I got these new characters. I know where the story is going. But when I got to, it made me forget where we were going. And the pieces they put together and how we got to the end, that ending... Even, I know you said, "Hey, I was invested in characters." I was invested in those characters by the end, because I got what they were going for. And could they have been written out more? Could we added another thirty minutes to this movie? If you wanted to, sure. But I would—I was locked into these characters. The opening sequence, I think, is what a, is friggin' terrible, because it's. Just, can we just talk about that opening sequence for a second? Oh, yeah, it's it's generic as hell. No, it's not even generic. It's just dumb because it's just like, okay, we have this plan. We're going to escape. Okay, so mom and daughter escape. Dad's going to be taken by the Empire. They get there, and the mom's like, hey, trust the force. I'll be right back.
1: That's another thing.
0: Well, let's not get into that because that's we could go on for like two hours about that. Is She runs up and has a clear shot to take everyone out. And just doesn't, and then sits there and just jaw jacks everybody, and they get shot. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck was? Well,
1: that? I just, I just thought that whole sequence was poorly directed, and I'm not see. I'm not the kind of person who's gonna. I, there's nothing wrong with what you're saying. See, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna nitpick it for something like that. Well, I will criticize. No, no, no I'm that just sequ- saying, like, hey, that, I think like, it's generic, dumb. <laughs> but it was that that sequence was so drawn out. It's like we know what's gonna happen. Let's just can we get to this faster? Because I'm sorry, Gareth, Gareth Edwards is not a good director. I think he's really good at ser- setting up certain shots, and I think he can make some of his images look pretty. But he's not a talented director when especially when it comes to fleshing out a character he sucks at it
0: still Especially i still I, I got into these characters and i liked the connection yeah, i I, yeah, I, I got i liked the connection to the first movie a lot that whole and, and i don't know if you agree with it but that whole hallway sequence with vader i thought was really well done um, to, I thought I thought that
1: was a I thought that was a cool badass moment. I it felt was, like they I held think.
0: back a little bit, but th- I mean
1: that was good. Just as just as I said in my review, Gareth Edwards is really good at including a thirty second sequence, which is really awesome. He did it in his Godzilla film when he breathes nuclear fire breath. Oh wow! Into, you,
0: you give Godzilla w- more credit than I do. Um, uh,
1: so, but that was but that was like a one you know a really great 10-second sequence, and then he does it again here when Vader is walking down the hall. But can, I, can, I, can I just... Uh, I want to go back to one thing you said earlier about comparing it to The Force Awakens, if I may. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry, like, they're both... They're, we're comparing Star Wars films, and I just want to lay out why... I, I, I just laugh when I hear people say that The Force Awakens isn't as good as Rogue One. Oh, you, I, didn't,
0: oh I didn't
1: say that. Yeah, no, and and I, know, I know you agree with me on that. But I'm sorry, like, when you... Let's look at the first scene of The Force Awakens... Finn, okay, before he even takes off his mask, you're already emotionally invested in that character when the blood gets smeared on him. He refuses to shoot um, on um, Gwendolyn Christie's Phasma's Order. Phasma's Order. You're already into that character when the movie begins.
0: I'm, okay? not, I'm not disagreeing but, with you. Say that again? I'm not disagreeing with you. I think we're all, I think – a force awakens is a better movie, but i say i i think rogue one you,
1: you just but, for whatever reason you got into the characters more no rogue i one it. is it's a
0: war, rogue one is like a war movie it's a star wars it's the a war movie it's an impossible mission movie and set in the star wars universe and i I thought it hit on everything it just reminded it it brought me back to a time when I watched these war movies and I'm just like. This is exactly the excellent things in all the war movies. I like the fact Diego's Luna's character had a gray area. Could they have explored it more? Sure. But I liked what they did with him. Um... I mean the two, the two uh, Donnie Yen and uh, I just got to call him Machine Gun Kelly. <sighs> Machine Gun Kelly. You always have guys like okay. that in those movies. And
1: yeah, I'm, I'm one with the force. I'm one with the force. The force is me. I'm one with the force. Oh, shut up! Like, what does that mean? It's just he's just going out there and spouting the force. The force. But this is where the writing to me is is atrocious. Is that what does that mean? Like Okay, so he's going out there and shouting the force. I, it doesn't mean you're just you're just trying to appeal to people's Star Wars sensibilities. It's the same thing when you just randomly cut away and up oh, there's three PO and R2 just standing there. Oh, you, like, hate, I'm I know, not,
0: I know you hated that when you saw that, but I, mean, I, I,
1: I threw up in my mouth. It's just, and that's the kind of like why, stop why? poking. It,
0: me. Well, first off, stop. Okay, you yeah, you on. compared that to like the the Ghostbusters cameos. Okay, first off, I completely disagree with that. The Ghostbusters cameos are about as force as force can be. Uh, no pun intended, yeah, that, that made sense. At least they were there, you know, it's not like, do you need to put them in? I guess not, but I, I got a little chuckle out of it, but I mean, trust me, there were, that wasn't as bad as, you know, the end of that movie where with Leia, like that wasn't a great, that was, nah, fa- that, well, was that was, that was fan service that you didn't need. Well, you knew you we didn't. Were,
1: and that's part of the reason why I didn't get into the third act is like, let's just get to the, I know, I, I knew that was going to happen. I knew you were going to get a big CGI lay at the end. You like, didn't let's, even, just get, you didn't, let's just get you to it. And, if
0: they could have ended it with her back to everyone, there's your That would have been good. better, ending. better oh, ending. One
1: of the few things I did like, I did like I did like. Bail Organa. I thought it was cool that they brought back Jimmy Smith or well, Smiths. Is well, it Smiths or Smiths?
0: It, it's Smiths. But, I mean, listen, okay. anytime you can put Jimmy Smiths in a movie, it's always a good thing. So we're definitely well, we're definitely split I, on Rogue One. I mean, this is a movie that... We I, Listen, I, I will readily admit there are issues with this movie, but I still had a blast watching it. I still connected with these characters. For you, you didn't connect with the characters, and you weren't really into it. And I respect that opinion. I think the big problem is and there's a problem in film criticism in general or in the Star Wars community in general is if you don't love it, then you, are a jerk. You know what I mean? And it's just like no, no, it's, no. Like,
1: it's 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 hyperbole on both sides of the coin, Bill. And that's another big problem I had with 2016 in general. Yes. Like Batman versus Superman, you, you either hate it or you love it. You know. And now I happen to love it, but yeah. But I mean, I, I have to just, say, like, on. you can't. You, how can there not be more middle ground with that film?
0: I haven't found it, any middle just, ground with that film. With and and this is going from ridiculous. all from all sides of my life it's either people loved it or they just couldn't stand it. I mean, there are some movies that are just like that, you know, but I mean like, or I just haven't run into middle ground people yet. But I think what, one thing, especially when it comes to road one and star Wars is just like, I, I think you can see the good in it. You can see the bad in it and it doesn't make your opinion any less. And so let, I, reserve, let me add, Yeah. I'm not, I'm you know, I'm not throwing Dan off of a uh, side of a rail or, or into the ocean because he didn't agree with me on this one. But uh, you know, normally, Dan, I, I'm pretty like laxadaisical with my criticisms or defending stuff. I will dig my heels into this one and say, I love this movie. Is it better? Does it crack the original trilogy? Absolutely not. That's that's like sacrilegious, and that's where I'm going to draw my line in the sand.
1: I'm going to draw. I'm going to say. I want to say one more thing about Rogue One. Then I want to ask you a big picture question about Star Wars, and then we'll move on. Oh, I, um, do, I do have some uh, big so picture just questions. to a. Uh, just to, uh, just to cement and really, really irritate people and piss everybody out, <laughs> off listening, uh, you know, if you're, if you're driving, maybe pull your car over because what I'm about to say is going to make you very angry. Where do I rank Rogue One in terms of the other Star Wars movie movies? I think it's better than Attack of the Clones. Well, and, quite so- honest, and quite honestly and quite honestly. I go back and forth if Rogue One is even better than The Phantom Menace. I don't know. Here's
0: why. I don't know. And I don't – I don't ever like to say – I just want to say one more thing. It's
1: because the lows of The Phantom Menace are lower than Rogue One, but the highs of The Phantom Menace are higher than Rogue One. That's my justification.
0: Question. There were highs in The Phantom Menace?
1: Yeah, c- Bill, come on. The, the, that lightsaber duel at the end of the Phantom Menace is Im- is an impressive sequence of filmmaking.
0: okay. As is the okay. I'll give you one, and then I ca- and Pod you pod, race is, uh, yeah, pod, r- pod race is okay. Like I, I, dude, I rewatched that right before See, I went to Rogue yeah. One, and it's just like, my God, the CGI is terrible. The the characters, like, the, they can't even get the mouths moving with the friggin' vocals. Uh, yeah. It's it's a horrid movie. Um, I mean, I really hate The Phantom Menace. That's why. I'm <laughs> just like a really no, no, strong I'm, hatred for that movie.
1: You're not alone. <laughs> but no, I,
0: I, I, and I shouldn't have said you're wrong. But I'm just like, it just like that movie gets a visceral Simon Pegg-like reaction from me. Um, which if you've never seen the show Spaced, which is Simon Pegg's sitcom he did with Edgar Wright and Nick Frost, there's a lot of great Star Wars stuff in there and I think you guys should check out. And Dan, if you have not checked it out, you will love the show. I guarantee it.
1: All right, I, w- I will put that on the list. So, I want to ask you one more question about the Star Wars spin off movies because we have both been skeptical of these. You liked Rogue One. I didn't agree to disagree. Absolutely. Now, Han Solo movie. Does this uh, change your opinion of this at all? No, Are
0: you, well, I When I, I said yeah. this, when well, we talked about Rogue One, I think Rogue One will be the best spin off movie.
1: I mean, I'm. I mean, obviously, I wasn't into the spin movie, off movies before. You know, now I, I, can, I, have, I have a lot. Under, I'm, I'm obviously hiding under my bed I in mean, fear. I mean,
0: people this are, movie. like, people are saying, like, oh, the dude playing Han Solo is really good. They cast... he,
1: And he is.
0: He they is. cast Khaleesi from Game of Thrones, Donald Glover's in it, and I'm just like, here's my thing. Like... It intrigued me when I heard, okay, we're doing Rogue One. Okay, when I heard Rogue One, it's like we're gonna get the plans for the Death Star, and I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. And then they're like, we're it's gonna be like a war movie. I'm like, I like war movies. Okay, I'm gonna give this a shot. This one is just like it's Young Han Solo. Well, I haven't heard anything about this. Is this gonna be like a YA movie? Like, is this a, what is this gonna be a comedy? Like, what is this movie gonna be? Like, I need proof that this like from a trailer what this movie's gonna be because. I, I, like I don't know if I give a shit. Like I really don't. Well,
1: oh, I'll say a couple of things. I mean, I told you that one of my big kind of depression points of Rogue One was giving you it, giving you exposition that you didn't need, like the where, where the hole in the Death Star came from.
0: I, so I, I, I can only
1: imagine. I can only imagine what's going to happen with this movie. Is we have I'm a little more. Get- we have
0: a little more backstory on Han Solo, though. I mean, he was an Empire trainee. Right, I mean, I think we, so, it's pretty well do we known. To,
1: so we all know the story, anyway. I will say, I will say this though: here's the one glimmer of hope I would have for the Han Solo movie is the caliber, the caliber of director.
0: Okay, Who's the you're director? going
1: from you're, you're going from Gareth Edwards, ugh, to Miller and Lord. Pretty, pretty, pretty big difference. So
0: here's where they can make it good. One, we see when the Millennium Falcon makes the castle run in twelve parsecs, which we know. And it could be good. And, or he'll, meet, he'll meet Chewbacca. He'll meet Chewbacca, and I'll win the
1: Falcon. Orlando. Any more story points you want me to rattle?
0: <laughs> I would love to see his the gangster side of things with uh, with uh, Jabba the Hutt.
1: Yeah, I, I would definitely be up for that if
0: they were able to make it part comedy, part action, like Miller and Lord can do. But not make it – obviously, I don't want 21 Jump Street in space.
1: No, no, no. I know what you're saying though. But like
0: if you can make it like – the stuff with Lando, they should have a good chemistry. And if if you're going to show me races and you're going to show me um, like the gangster, like the crime element of stuff when he's a smuggler, I might be into that. But like, man, I got to see something. I got to see something because that's – man, that's not really doing much for me as much as episode eight, which we will talk about at the end.
1: Yeah, and that – so the Han Solo movie, long way off. I mean we, we're we still talking about 2016 films, Bill, and that is a 2018 film. So yeah, we will put Star Wars off. to rest for now I think.
0: Uh, well, one thing that – it was a, a big thing I know that your discussion on the site was and a lot of people um, wanted to debate you on and we've had plenty of debates on. It was the superhero movie genre which will not be going away anytime soon. Now, one of the interesting things that um, – and that's for good or bad, I guess. One of the interesting things I've noticed in your reviews are, one, I think you hate all movies produced by Disney. That's one theory. Um, two, I
1: love Force Awakens. Come on.
0: I know. I'm just – Obviously, I, I, you know I, I, I I, Obviously, you know and I'm i scared.
1: Just for the record, just for the record, I did really like Zootopia.
0: Oh, you did? Oh, so – right. <laughs> Well, I thought you were – But um, so – we look at the two, um, the some of the movies that are within the same universes. Now, you were not a Doctor Strange fan, nor were you a Civil War fan, both Marvel movies. However, you were a fan of Deadpool and X Men Apocalypse. What was – what was the – what's the difference? I mean, well, Deadpool is Deadpool. So, I mean, it's almost like that's a movie onto itself. I would oh, – it's almost yeah. like I, I can't consider that a Marvel movie or a comic book movie. It's just – I just feel it's comedy. Um, right. And nominated for two Golden Globes, which is pretty amazing. Um,
1: yeah, absolutely. Actually,
0: can you talk about that? Were you surprised when you saw that, not those two nominations?
1: I was, I was really surprised. I, I was. I, I, in I fact, mean, I, I wasn't to...
0: though because it was like – I'm surprised that it didn't
1: get more. I'm surprised at Deadpool getting nominated for Best Picture for comedy for the Golden Globes. I mean, like you know me, like I don't take the Globes super seriously. No, however, you
0: you hate the Golden Globes. No, but but having said that, though, Ricky Gervais has hosted Golden Globes. I do. I I very much do. I think. Uh, I think everyone's tired of him, so you're good.
1: I don't think he's hosting this year, but I. uh, So, but uh, I I was just I, I thought it didn't get enough pub. Like, hey a superhero movie got nominated for a major award and yes while i don't take the globes too seriously i do still recognize the golden globes as a major awards show and one of the bigger ceremonies that we have in the calendar year so i thought that was really cool and deadpool well first of all i think the reason why you have to you know we have to kind of remind ourselves that the x men movies aren't part of the marvel cinematic i mean it's two completely different animals and I, you know me, I've always been rah rah X Men series since day one. So yeah, I
0: mean, I'm, I think i I could definitely put myself in that boat of more of the X Men fan than the, say, an Avengers type movie, because right? well, I, I, I also grew up as a, a Channel Five X Men cartoon. I always read the X Men right. comics. Probably outside, you know what? Can we just say that the X Men cartoon and the Batman cartoon, two of the best um, action ca- cartoon series of all time.
1: Oh, so you're not going to hear that. You're not going to hear an argument from me. I would put the Batman animated series a tad better, but X Men oh, animated series it's, it's, from the '90s, no, no slouch.
0: Uh, yeah, um, it's definitely better than the Batman series.
1: Uh, what? Add the X Men one?
0: No, no, no. The Batman series is better. Than oh X-Men. yeah, Batman. Yeah. Oh, th-
1: th- that series is a classic. Let's just um, but I think uh, but yeah, X Men. You know, we had two X Men movies this year, and uh, I'll just look. Let's just quickly say Deadpool. What can we possibly say about it that hasn't been said already? Deadpool is awesome. Oh, I but love it, Deadpool
0: so much. I, I did too. But was it – yep. su- do you think it was – because one, I was a little surprised that it was a February release at first. And, but did you think it would be the juggernaut that it was?
1: I'm not surprised at all. I think they rele- – for two reasons. Number one, the February release date was brilliant. It had a, It had the box office all to itself. And number two – I think there's an argument to be made that it was the greatest marketing movie in the history of cinema. I, I just the marketing I, I don't think I can Deadpool, really argue that. The marketing for Deadpool was brilliant. I mean, and to be fair, like I'm not going to say marketing is easy because um, no. it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> but Deadpool, Deadpool, just the, the type, the type of character that he is it is very like it's it's it, you know you can really just shoot some layups he's an easy mark. he's an easy character to market but having said that though they went all out and they they it was a stroke of brilliance and bill going back to what you said um at the beginning of the podcast word of mouth baby carry that film for a lot of weeks and deadpool to me i mean first of all just it's the funniest movie of the year uh, i don't it's not like well i won't say it's not close because i'm a big fan of sausage party which we can talk about a little later mm-hmm. but It's just line after line. It's pure brilliance. And where Deadpool to me, it's even though it's very obviously jokey, it's organic from the character. That's why I like it. But they also, they don't just sit back and do a bunch of cheap jokes. Like, they create a oh, real no. character. Oh, Wayne Wilson is a character you get invested in.
0: Well, there's a, there's some definite cheap jokes in there, especially oh, when, when sure. he gets when he gets yeah, when I he mean, gets shot in the butt. Correct. He's like, oh, right up Main Street. One of my favorite lines of the movie. That and the other line where he's just like, oh, I, I'm going to get the character's name. Who's like Terry? Last time I saw you, TGI Fridays, Jacksonville. That was great, and I because it was a great callback to the earlier in the movie where they mentioned Fridays and like, ah, oh, so good.
1: Um, well in my uh, in my best and worst of 2016 film piece which is on the site right now I created a tab.
0: separate I I created
1: a separate category for Best Line and Deadpool so look it's just filled with humor it's totally original it was a brilliant script and um it's definitely one of my top 10 movies of the year uh so uh, I Dead
0: Fool. Can we do our could we do our our annual pump the bricks though
1: yeah, you can pump the – yeah, pump, pump them up.
0: Our who will pump the brakes. It's not getting nominated for Best Picture People.
1: Oh, d- d- yeah. Got, got, look, I, I think I think we're all aware of that, yeah. But just okay. – I warn people in my Golden Globe piece, guys, please. It's This was a great achievement. I think it's awesome that Deadpool will be read as a Best Picture nominee at the Golden Globes but no 0.000000% chance it gets an oscar best picture nomination so let's get that out of the way but, right now but As for screenplay i'll give it a 2% chance
0: but could it win a golden globe
1: probably not I don't uh know. well I mean, okay they could be okay, first super of all, it's, it's not going to win best picture it's going up against la la land so no mm, yeah, um, that's true
0: that's true
1: best now i will say best Actor in a comedy Slither,
0: L- little well, bit who's, of a chip. Who's, who's he going up against?
1: Ryan. Uh, he's going up against Ryan Gosling, who will probably win
0: that award. But he could lose that award because he's lost a million other things.
1: Yeah, but uh, I think, I
0: think, I think, uh, But you know, just think of the the speech you would get out of that. Would it be amazing?
1: And if he like he went on stage as Deadpool, that'd be hilarious. But no, I, I think um that's the one uh nomination I'll give it just a slither of a chance. He's only, he's also going up against, I mean, I would put him, I would put him third in this list. We've got Colin Farrell and the lobster, who I think is number two, mm. Ryan Gosling, La La Land. I think he probably has better odds than Hugh Grant for Florence Foster Jenkins. And then I I actually like seeing Jonah Hill here for War Dogs, but Jonah Hill's a distant fifth here. So I would put him third, maybe a close second. So there's a a bit of a chance, but Gosling should nab that award without breaking a sweat.
0: And uh, we've talked ad nauseum about Doctor Strange. I was called a Doctor Who and um and civil war you could go back if you're listening yeah, you to this on it. iTunes you could just look at our feed if not click on the podcast like just search civil war you know Dan was not a huge fan of civil war um I enjoyed civil war for what it was uh Dan really didn't like Doctor Strange I thought Do- I thought Doctor Strange really um exceeded my expectations um now when, and it, we've also championed X-Men Apocalypse both you and I um absolutely of and time. that's a movie and that definitely when I check reviewed,
1: it out x-men apocalypse is great and when i reviewed it on the site i gave it a very favorable review i think i gave it an eight out of ten i did say in my review though that you know even coming from someone like me while well, i liked the film a great deal there was a tinge of disappointment because i did have very high expectations it's the it apocalypse. wasn't
0: days of futures past no know, definitely definitely not, not. however
1: However, when I saw X-Men Apocalypse a second time, it held up really well. Oh, yeah. And you know what pisses me off? Is a lot of I things. Just, I mean, yes, a laundry list of things. But it just pisses me off is I just feel like X-Men Apocalypse, it was one of those movies that, like, people just arbitrarily decided, eh, nah, X-Men's been going. X-Men's been on a good run. Let's just decide to not like this
0: one. Two words. I, two words for yeah. that. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. That's my that's That was – Passengers bomb. Of Passenger's bomb because of her. She has a I, I bad public yeah, and, perception right now, and some of and that's I wanted her own fault. I
1: wanted to love Passengers, but I can't get around it. It, it sucked.
0: Not because of Jennifer
1: Lawrence, just because of the your
0: script. least favorite director of all time, Morton Tilden.
1: I wouldn't say least, but he's making the run. He's runs.
0: up there. Um bottom so, line,
1: go see X-Men Apocalypse if you missed it.
0: And we also talk we've also talked at length about the DC universe with Batman B V S, which you have championed to uh, to no end, which and I I take good it forward for, you. for that film. That is the I only reserve bullets for family members. And, <laughs> uh, and uh and and you. Um and then Suicide Squad, <laughs> which you would actually throw bullets at
1: yeah um I, was, I just, would
0: you say that suicide squad was the most disappointing of the movie movie of the year for you
1: was, was yes it's the understatement of the year i'm uh, suicide squad I, I i detest that film um i said in my article in the best and worst of 2000, the 2016 film piece that i was i was walking around target the other day and Never i a just bad thing. Yeah, I mean, you, it's never a bad idea to walk into a Target or a Best Buy, by the way. Nope. Um, and I always just love looking at the Blu-rays. I saw I saw Suicide Squad on the shelf, and oh, it's the extended cut. Come see all the scenes that you missed. That <laughs> and I just stared at that Blu-ray copy, Bill, and I, I filled me with rage. I seriously, I, I think I hate that movie more, and I've only seen it once. I hate that movie more than I did when I first saw it. Also, side note. Um, I recently, you know, traveling, I did a little bit of traveling for the holidays, for Thanksgiving, and then I was in D.C. a little while ago. Um, so from like D.C. back to L.A., it was free on an airplane. Didn't watch it. I just look, I mean, you there. we have a podcast for that, too. So it's impossible if, for me to recreate that anger.
0: I don't. If you I, want the I full. Really, I want you to have a good start to new year, Dan. I don't want you to recreate that.
1: So if you want the full brunt of why I dislike Suicide Squad, you can listen to the podcast. You can read my original review of the film. It's terrible for all the reasons that movies are terrible. But just as a side, but the the real culprit of Suicide Squad, and I've said it a billion times, is they half-assed the Joker. Unforgivable.
0: Well, Dan, if you watch the extended cut, there's all a bunch of jokes. No, I don't
1: care. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. That just pisses me off more. No, I'm. I'm. I, I'm not a big fan of director cuts and extended cuts. The, you make the movie. That's the movie you make. That's what part. Of, that's what filmmaking is. It's. It's a group of people making decisions, making editing decisions. You know, there's no. There's no mulligans in the Dan Cohen camp. All right, that's the movie you came out with. So you have to live with that.
0: So let's talk about the super superhero movie. As a whole, um, you you hate Marvel, a, so we're not, we're not going to talk about that uh, for right now. D- DC. So so you that's... asked me the question about yeah, where do you how, how, what's your confidence level after Rogue One for uh, subsequent Marvel uh, Star Wars movies? After seeing BVS, which you have very high, and Suicide Squad, which you have very low what's your confidence level in the subsequent uh DCU, DCEU, Gosh, gosh can't even whats just called d c u uh, um uh whatever the d c movies what's your confidence level in what can happen there i i i have absolutely no clue
1: <laughs> it's it could go in a hundred different directions i mean so you know we've got we got we got two of them coming out next year Wonder Woman and justice league and the one, I mean look the Wonder Woman trailers look fantastic mm-hmm. and by all accounts it's gonna be a great film that's how I felt with suicide squad though and I guess for me personally because bill you you brought it up I'm look I I've said it a gazillion times I'm not a big fan of the MCU and to me because BVs got such a negative reaction um I think that's that's how the studio is going to react. And I think they're going to overcompensate for what people didn't like about BVS and it's, and they're going to infuse Marvelisms into it. And that's what I think happened with suicide squad is I think very late in the game, the Warner brothers executives saw the writing on the wall and they saw the reaction to BVS, even though BVS made a boatload of money, it obviously fell short of where it was supposed to, what it was supposed to do. And I think late in the game, they changed that film and they made it the forgettable crap, piece of crap that it is. Well, I and heard, so there, are, I heard there are I six.
0: Two films next year. I heard there are like six cuts of Suicide Squad.
1: And, and that to me is no way to make a film. That's no way to make a film. That You don't have – I mean you, you, you have people in six different directions. I mean that's why, that's why the Green Lantern movie in 2011, that's why Green Lantern sucked. And look, Batman versus Superman, Bill. You know I love it, and look, for better or worse, that was Zack Snyder's movie. He made that film with very very little interference. When you watch BVS, you know that is a Zack Snyder film. But when you watch Suicide Squad, you can tell that there's 500 voices trying to figure out what to do and how to market it and how how they can get the most out of what character – And trying to appease all these different fan bases and all these different demographics. And that's how you make a movie wrong. And to me, that's why that's a big fear of what I have with Justice League and Wonder Woman. I I, want to talk a little bit about those more in detail later on in the Mm -hmm. podcast when we start previewing 2017. But that's really the bottom line. And, And so, Bill, my outlook on the DCEU, I'm skittish because let's take a look at The Flash, right? God, how
0: many directors has that thing been through? I think, I think it's, it's on, on a th- – I think we're on the third director. I know th- th- we have the, all these uh, rumors that the Batman had, doesn't even have a script and Ben Affleck might not be involved.
1: And well, mm, well, I, I want to put a hold on that for a second. Uh, but, but, but why do you think directors are leaving the Flash? It's because Warner Brothers wants more control over these things and it's because – they they haven't been doing as well with the director-driven movies even though I've enjoyed them. And so I think we're moving towards a we need to marvelize these things. And I think that's what's happening with The Flash. I think it's I also think weird that you have directors.
0: a Flash series and then you're going to make a Flash movie different guy. That's weird. Uh, okay. Uh, but
1: as far as the Bat- just very quickly, I want to follow up on your comments on The Batman. I didn't see that today. Oh, yeah. It just came you know, out
0: today, like this afternoon. I want to be
1: very clear. Ben Affleck – okay – he will have control over that movie, okay. Like, if, better now. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that there might not be issues with the script, whatever. But Warner Brothers ain't controlling that guy, okay? Because if they know they do, then Ben Affleck's gonna say, "See you later." Uh, I'm Ben Affleck, and I'm gonna do what I want with this movie. So, in terms of Will the Batman be a director driven project? That I'm not worried about. That is Affleck's baby.
0: Well, I think we can both agree that you and I are unabashed have been Affleck fans. So yep. and As by night is solid.
1: I know it's getting rough reviews. Speaking of 2016 films, um, I-, I liked it. I think it was one of his weaker directorial efforts. But but having said that, it's still a very good movie. And um I think it's just another one of these examples of honestly what I was saying with X-Men Apocalypse. Is I think the Jennifer Lawrence factor, if you will, Bill. Oh, Ben Affleck's been doing a really great job as a director, and he's been getting a lot of praise. Eh, let's just decide not to like *Live by Night*.
0: I don't know, but I mean, so, I don't know. It's um. It's a good movie. Well, here's 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 my other thought on that. I could, have not seen yeah, the movie. I will see it though. Um, bar set too high. Did, did, I to, mean, look, I, I, just, I don't yeah. think I don't think he's in Jennifer. I don't think he's in Jennifer Lawrence territory. I just was I'm wondering if he's like the bar has been set too high for his directorial stuff because I mean, hey look he three really good you know so you know I yeah, we can see that with pro athletes. hey someone has a
1: i she did not give me a reason to care. and I just look at fantastic beasts and where to find them, and it's like, are you serious Four more movies of this? Oh, oi, vey. I no no, thank you. I I can't do
0: it. So, were you disappointed? Made a lot of money though. Gods of Egypt tanked.
1: Gods of Egypt? No, come on. That was know, that was a throw, that was a that was a throwaway movie. I thought you were serious for yeah, me. No,
0: Gods of, of Egypt. That. Would
1: you get out of here with that weak crap? Uh,
0: whoa, that was like the remix there, right there. Um, what did you? Uh, so, what else was? I think one of the big <laughs> su- su- surprise movies of the year. Um, was uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane? Did you get a chance to check that out yet?
1: I did. Very, very good. Yeah, I, I'm not like blown away like people are like a lot. Of I was. Life. I thought it was very strong.
0: See, I mean, John Goodman to me, like he made that movie, and I, I'm, I, I loved every second of that movie. And to me, if you're,
1: you can never go, you can never go wrong with John Goodman.
0: It's like it's like a slice of pizza. I mean, pretty much, even the bad slice is still good. Um, Absolutely. What was there any? What were you, you say were some of your surprise movies of the year? Besides, um, I think we just spoke about one, but totally forgot.
1: Uh, yeah, one. You know, one movie that I really thought I was going to hate, um, but I actually think it's pretty solid was Warcraft. Uh, oh, which I was thought a that,
0: massive bomb too. Well, yes, yes, and domestically. No.
1: D- domestically, it, it yo know, it it pooped the bed. Um, did well in China though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's going to get a sequel or not. I, I just thought, like, and look, I'm not saying like Warcraft is this like you know masterpiece of filmmaking, uh, but I thought I think it was Duncan Jones. I'm pretty sure he's the director. Uh, I thought I thought he did a good job with a very very uh, convoluted script. And R- Warcraft was actually one of my rants this year in terms of how people viewed it and how people critiqued it. I think critics were really lazy with Warcraft. All the criticisms were oh, I can't follow this. It's, like, way too complicated. All oh, video game movies. Uh, they made up their minds before they saw it that they just didn't want to get invested in, like, you know what? Sometimes when you go see movies, call me crazy, Bill, but you got to pay attention sometimes. This is coming from somebody I never played one minute of War- of the Warcraft video game, okay? And I caught yeah. on the story just... <laughs> and, and, I, and I caught on to the story... Just fine, and I, I thought I thought there were some really there's. It was a little rough in the beginning, but I thought they did some good character work, uh, and the vi- the visual effects were incredible. So, uh, it I has think... this opening sequence where it it really it's it was kind of like uh, it was very Avatar esque, but this was even better than Avatar because it actually had people I cared about. Oh yeah. So um so I thought Warcraft was solid, it has its issues, but that was a nice little surprise for me.
0: What about um. Uh, now, are you? I know this is a movie you were trying to champion in the uh, the fall movie podcast, and uh, that you, and you uh, was uh, Hacksaw Ridge actually did f- yeah fairly awesome. decently and has gotten pretty damn good word of mouth.
1: One of the top five best movies of the year, Hacksaw Ridge is great. Just an outstanding war movie. Mel Gibson. Say what you want. He he's one of the best directors of the year, and he should get a nomination. Um it should be it should be a best picture nomination. I think it's gonna I think it Hacksaw Ridge falls below the three locks. So I'm not gonna say it's a lock, but I would say Hacksaw Ridge is very likely to get nominated. And I'm really happy to see that it's getting some decent box office. Um really great acting from guys that if you want to go on the surprise route, Bill, mm-hmm. um Vince Vaughn, I think should get Oscar consideration. He is fantastic in Hacksaw Ridge. You get some of the Vince Vaughn-isms that you would expect, but they're very downplayed. And he just plays, like, a really badass, cool character who's, like, a... He's very much, like, um... He, I mean, he's, like, a drill instructor. And he's basically, like, if you took, uh... The guy from Full Metal Jacket, Arlie Emery, Emery. is that how you pronounce yeah. mm-hmm. um, If you take him, but kind of knock him do- down, like, five not- notches, you get Vince Vaughn's character. And, uh, he, he plays... He plays a great role in the battle sequence, just a guy you can really root for and get on board with, and I I really was uh, endeared with his performance, so yeah, Hacksaw Ridge was fantastic, and Hugo Weaving, I I cannot believe he's not getting a sniff of awards buzz, because Hacksaw Ridge, the movie itself, is getting a lot of awards buzz, so I'm not sure why that's not translating to the acting department, but... Hugo Weaving has this one scene that floors you. He's he's great. Yeah, Hacksaw Ridge is a great one.
0: Were you surprised at all at the box office um, clout? I guess you say at the box office uh, victories. It's wrong words I'm using of Sully.
1: Uh, no, not at all. I I I wasn't surprised by that at all for a couple reasons. Number one, hey Clint Eastwood can bring him in, man, and you know, plus you pair that with Tom Hanks. Plus, it's a story that everybody knows about and they all love. And I think. I think you waited a good amount of time. The timing was just right for that one. Plus they released it in September with with zero competition. So not surprised by that one at all. And I like Sully quite a bit. It's not it's not like Oscar level. You it's know, just he, very It's he, just very good. It's just very good. Definitely worth your time. A nice tight officially made movie. A good hour 40 minutes. You'll leave happy.
0: No, no. You think I th- I could see uh, ancillary Oscar noms for this one?
1: I don't – I mean maybe like, maybe like a couple sound editings yeah. or something like that, yeah. but we'll see. But good movie though.
0: Now, um, and you said Sausage Party. That, that's something you were really stoked about.
1: Man, I, I love that film so much. I actually have to tell you. So my review obviously you can find on the site and I gave it an extremely high review and I love that film. I waited a long time before I watched it a second time. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes with movies that I love, I, I I have a hesitation about seeing them a second time because I'm afraid that I'm not going to like it as much. It
0: loses the last I had, yeah. I,
1: I had that fear with Sausage Party. But a couple of weeks ago, I finally I bought the DVD and I sat down to watch it and I was really nervous. I was like, I, I really want to love Sausage Party this, as much as I did the last time. And I'm happy to report that it holds up. Brilliant film. First of all, it's funny as hell. Uh, it's just it, – it, the, the, the word I would use to describe Sausage Party is clever. It is just such a clever film. And what I really have to credit – I can't believe I'm saying this, but I've already done it in our summer wrap-up. I've got to credit Seth Rogen though. They really went deep with it. And that's what I was afraid they weren't going to do. I thought it was just going to be a <laughs> Seth Rogen comedy. How about if the food get high? How about if the foods get high, man? <laughs> but no, they don't do that. They, it's very, they go it's deep.
0: very uh, spot on impersonation.
1: They, they, they go deep with it. And it's it's a brilliant script. And I'm sad because probably not going to get a best animated feature nomination. I'm holding out hope, but it doesn't look good. And so that is one movie where, I mean, you know, it had a pretty good box office. But please, if you have not seen Sausage Party, I implore you to do so. However, if you are someone who gets easily offended, maybe not the movie for you. But otherwise, go check that
0: one out. Well, you've been listening to this podcast for long enough. So if you're easily offended, sorry. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Because I'm not drunk on this one. So it's like I think during the Suicide Squad one, I was like I was bombed and uh, mostly because I didn't have to talk about it. Um, I'm just (sighs) trying. what what else is I I know you did. Um, can I
1: uh, can I actually talk about because uh, no, we should do the uh, next we one? Want
0: to do... What's what's about what the what's one movie that uh, when we did Suicide Squad? Was there any other movies that just let you down or you were surprised that just didn't connect at the box office? Uh, that's more of what I want to hear. What do you what were you surprised that you're like man? I really would have thought that would connect at the box office.
1: Honestly, I'll, well, I'll, I'll, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, this one it has J- Jason Bourne. It has its moments. There's a couple mm-hmm. really really good fight scenes. But it just fell flat, um, so that was kind of disappointing. and to be honest with you, just to go back to the superhero realm for uh, for a while in the Marvel realm, I-, I was really hoping for Doctor. Strange to really wow me. That's one that I really wanted to love, and it's just frustrating because I think I think there was such a potential there, but they go Marvel with it and they just – they don't want to get their hands dirty and look. We talked about that film ad nauseum but that was just one of my other big disappointments.
0: Two movies that really kind of popped out for me as in terms of how well they did it both yeah, in terms absolutely. of box office and, and like um, more word of mouth than anything was Kubo and the two st- – and uh, Kubo, that animated movie. Like I have it sitting on my table. I've been waiting to watch it. And Everyone I know has seen it has been like raving beyond belief about it. Um, it was. It, it wasn't a huge hit. It was a sixty million dollar budget dom- against domestic of. No, um, oh no, it was a total, just including foreign. It was. Um, so it, no, it made about okay. It made a little bit of money. It made about sixty nine nine. So it made about nine million dollars. Yeah, property.
1: so not bad. Yeah,
0: but like that movie, people just like everyone I know went ape over that movie. Just absolutely loved that movie. Um, I can't wait to see it. I, I'm totally uh, totally digging the other one. I guess was a big surprise. I mean, I think we could both admit it. Although I hear mixed things about it, The Shallows with uh, with Mrs. Ryan Reynolds. I yeah, mean, no, definitely, that, it's that all on my like list.
1: A, I just I didn't get a chance to see it, but no, no, I definitely want to check it out at I, some point. I can't see everything.
0: Seventeen million dollar budget and made over a hundred nineteen yeah. worldwide. I mean, that's up. a super huge hit. The movies that I'm surprised were not the you know barn burners or were not basically critically well-received, and I think we talked about this one in our fall podcast, was allied with um, Brad Pitt. I mean, yeah, I don't know if that was the fallout from the divorce or whatever, but, I mean, people just did not connect with that movie, and you saw it, Dan. I mean, I don't know if you reviewed it, it or not, but, like... Uh, I,
1: I didn't I didn't review that one for the site, but um, I thought it was a solid movie, like nothing that blew me away or anything, but it was it was good.
0: I, but yeah, those trailers I really just, had that whole like Oscar like classic get, Oscar vibe, you know?
1: but Bill, you know what? It's just it's one of those things where a good trailer Oscar time. Oscar time is a competitive field man. And while Allied is a perfectly solid film, it just paled in comparison to the heavy hitters we got this year. So, look, it's definitely worth checking out on DVR or, you know, whatever DVD Netflix once it comes up. But, I mean, look, perfectly fine film, but yeah, the trailer's undersold it. It was not well marketed. And look, I look, Robert Zemeckis, he doesn't have to make another movie for the. I mean, the guy has done oh, enough. Okay, so well, but the, the he, other, he's just you just can't sell you just can't sell his name anymore.
0: The other two movies, I think, um, that kind of well a handful that's kind of surprised me, both critically and financially. Critically, a little surprised at the how poorly Hail Caesar was received the coen brothers movie that came out earlier this year i just i just heard overstuffed bland not their best uh um, yeah, that's
1: that was my pretty much what i said in my review yep. i know i
0: tried channeling you when i did that um and then uh the nice guys i heard one person was like that's my favorite movie of the year but everyone else was uh, actually I, tommy tracy who's our uh, one of our film reviewers i know he loved the movie but most people were like eh. that was
1: a that was a that was actually that was a Big, big disappointment for me personally. I'm pretty sure I reviewed that one on the site. It's, I know every, a lot of people really championed it, and um, it bombed. But Not I, too well.
0: It was released, in, it a just, really, it it released did, in a bad time. It was released bad right, time to right release before it, Moral right Day beginning. weekend.
1: Right, right right the beginning of summer. And um, it just didn't hit for me. I, I, look, you, Bill, I mean, you know there's no bigger Ryan Gosling fan than me. Uh, drive, 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 drive. But him and, and look, him and Russell Crowe are very good together. There's some solid moments, but the script was a mess. And sorry, I'm just I'm just not a big Shane Black guy. I think, and I do the third like act Black. gets the third act gets way way too Shane Black. It's just a mess. It was a complete sloppy mess at the end. Um, oh, so oh, yeah, I know a lot of people like it, but it was a t- it was a bad beat for me and it did the, not do well at the box office. The one
0: movie you championed in our our uh, podcast in the fall was uh, Bad Santa. Bad Santa 2 comes out this year. That seemed to just well, – wow, that just flew under the radar as a piece of crap. <laughs>
1: this actually – it's actually a good lead-in to uh, something we can talk about for a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I mean that was crushing. That was another crushing disappointment for me because uh, I, I love the first Bad Santa like many do. And I was excited about this one, but it, it was awful. It's just an awful comedy. And speaking of awful comedies – even though I like Dumb and Dumber 2 more than most, I think I think we need to stop with the let's make a comedy sequel to a um, cultural – or like a cult classic 10 years later. Zoolander 2 people, <laughs> uh, Bad Santa 2, <laughs> and just – they don't work enough. So it's sad, like, as much as I want to see Bill and Ted 3, I think we probably need to move off of that one. Uh, that so, one that, uh, you
0: uh, know why I won't – you know why that one I'll be like, you know what? Maybe – is because both, both Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are like, you, you feel the excitement when they talk about it, so I'm going to hold, I know I'm I'll gonna get hold wrapped, that hope. I know I'll get I'll hold wrapped that hold. up
1: if they ever make it, but it's, yeah, I mean, so...
0: But and the it, other it, it movie is, that I, yeah, go ahead. tanked, I mean, and I'm surprised how bad it did, Assassin's Creed. I'm not surprised at all. I that thought maybe, it, well, no no it, no. You I mean compared pe- to like it's currently sitting at 34. I was expecting at least double that by now.
1: Maybe it, it was maybe maybe it was the controversy, maybe people were kind of turned off by the how the film was marketed. I don't know, but at the end of the day, they didn't make a good film.
0: Let's get into that. Let's 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 take off the gloves and talk about how this is the year of Man, this is the year of just small films that are just grabbing everyone by the throat and saying, You should be watching us I mean And you all yeah we absolutely. just named three of them that are, are doing solid box office numbers that didn't have good that didn't have big budgets that are well maybe La La Landed, but like that had they're that are they're making an impact on people that people are just like, I love this movie. Moonlight, I mean, I think got massive praise on our site and it got massive praise everywhere else. Um, La of uh, Land's just about to make break even. Um, which
1: budget. is crazy, and it hasn't even been released in a thousand theaters. I don't think. Oh I mean, yeah, that's in- That's insane.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, so what are the, so what are so what do we think are the what are we what are we going to put the padlock on that we're like yeah. you're you're in?
1: You read my mind because that is what I want to dive into. All right, so. And look, let's remind people we're still. Well, it's actually not that early of an Oscar talk here. I mean, we're going to get nominations soon, so let's just dive in, baby. Uh, here are the three locks for Best Picture nominations. Okay, these are your stone cold A lead, like, lead pipe locks right, from like, right. ESPN. If, yeah. If if like if if neither of these movies like you know don't get nominated, then something really wonky happened. Obviously, uh, are, are
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shell, Miss Peregrine's Independent
1: State Resurgence, and Miss
0: Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children.
1: <laughs> okay G- getting bill you know this is the oscar talk we got to get serious here enough with the the tomfoolery and the jokes for crying mm. out loud no the three stone cold locks are la la land manchester by the sea and moonlight those three movies are getting nominated for best picture like guaranteed let's now let's go down let's go down i mean unless you disagree with any of those let's go down the ladder
0: uh we're, we're, do we have a, a frame of reference for people at home slash me to follow along with while you're going down these uh, I guess we'll I would go to the just Golden say Globes like, nominations.
1: Yeah, you can you can look at the you can look at the Golden Globes a little bit, but also it's really just doing the reading, seeing what all the other awards bodies are looking into, and just you know kind of taking the temperature in the room. It's those are always the three movies that you see. Like, yes, these are the ones that are going to get nominated for Best Picture. I mean, go go. I I promise you, if you go and find any kind of like. Hey, just I'm going to Google like what will be nominated for best picture. I'm confident that those three movies will be mentioned. And they've been talked about for a while. Those are the three movies that have been talked about for a long time. If you want to if now, if you put a gun to my head and said, pick a front runner right now, La La Land to me seems pretty tough to beat. I think that is the front runner right now. Things can obviously change.
0: Uh, Yes, definitely. We've seen it change before.
1: Now let's, but let's. So I think those are the three stone cold locks. Let's go down another, uh, the the next step here. I think the movies that are likely to get nominated, but I can't call them locks. I think you're looking at Hacksaw Ridge, um, one movie we haven't talked about at all yet, and uh, is Hell or
0: High Water, which is a Uh, great film. I want to see that so bad. Yeah, and this
1: is a movie, and you know, so we, I've talked about my uh, the best and worst of film 2016 piece that I did a little while ago that's on the site. Hell or High Water was a near miss in like all of the categories. It just didn't. It just didn't crack. Um, it's a great movie it's and and it
0: slammed it at the box office in a dead yeah, time. It, it came out. It came out early August and it made a, a twenty seven against the twelve million dollar budget.
1: So I would say that's. I can't say Hell or High Water is a lock yet, but it's pretty close to one. I think it um, begins. Ha- yeah, and the Hacksaw Ridge that we talked about. Um, one movie that is the best movie of 2016 um Arrival I,
0: I think that's that. I think it's going to get in I really think that I think it's got I'm a such squeezy about it but I think you're right. I if we're going for, getting... if we have up to 10 I definitely think we're going to have that in there.
1: Then I think a wild card movie and it's just tough to gauge because it's it came out really late in the game. This is kind of like your American Sniper hmm. where if you remember American Sniper it actually didn't get any Globe nominations or anything because it was just it was very late, was uh, and, then late. It, and then it then it was like a it came in like a, you know like a freight train late in the game, but I think Silence I'm not going to count that one out yet uh, yeah. even though you Scorsese. even though you're not seeing it yeah it's Scorsese you're not seeing a ton of buzz a buzz about it Oscar wise but I don't think we can count it out yet. What uh, about the uh, fences for acting? Locks, Stone Cold Locks for Viola Davis and Denzel Washington. I don't think it will get a Best Picture nomination. I would say so. Much like much like Jackie as well. Hey, you know we, we came for the acting, but we're not going to stay for the film as a whole. Mm-hmm. They're perfectly good. They're they're good movies. Don't get me wrong, but those are it's all about the acting for those ones. What so about, I don't think you're going to get Best Picture noms for those.
0: How about Lion? That seems to be getting a shit ton of buzz.
1: This is <laughs> okay. Excuse me. Just like, you know, as far as all the Oscar movies go, I think they're all I think they've all been fantastic. And I haven't seen one yet that I that I've, I've really said, like, oh, that's overrated. Uh, Lion is one that I think is a little overrated. It's it's good. But I think the Cole think people Kid, to, I
0: think people are really like championing Nicole Kidman for that one. So she'll, that
1: I, actually now that is the one performance I will say she deserves to be nominated. That is the one. That is the one area of line that I do think is Oscar worthy is Nicole Kidman's performance. She probably will get a nomination. So, but as far as the best picture, definitely has a chance. It's on the bubble.
0: How about? um, I I can't think of anyone else that could really. Those are the big
1: ones. I mean, Loving. Eh, we'll see. Twentieth Century Women. Okay, I saw that the other day, and uh, I we we had another one of our pop breakers review it on the site, um, who I think loved it. Yes, uh, I'm I'm sorry, I over it. it just didn't hit for me. It's I, I like the characters, but <clears throat> it was kind of like a it was a very very meandering script. It has no clue what it wants to say. Best Picture nominee. I actually do think it has a chance. It is getting a lot of love. It is that little movie that could. Um, and that betting will definitely get a nomination, and that's fine. Big surprise. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a bubble movie. Chance at a Best Picture nomination. We'll see. Okay. Time will
0: tell. So let's. So we're still a little up in the air on some of these. Let's uh, let's transition to which I think is going to be a very interesting race this year. And I'm looking at the Golden Globes right now. Best director. Who do you Ooh. got? Who do you got for that? Because I mean, I see. I didn't even realize he was nominated for Golden Globe, but Mel Gibson's right there. Man, I.
1: That'd be okay, crazy. Okay, let me let me say. So I think I think the best director of the year is Damien Chazelle for La La Land. Um, he was my personal pick as the best director, even though I liked Arrival uh, as a movie. Um I think Chazelle edges uh and don't get me wrong, I think Dennis uh how do you pronounce the guy? Dennis Villan or I wouldn't Dennis. Vill- Villan-a-wave.
0: Villan-a-wave. Um, I would
1: say Villain a wave. a wave. I he, think he gets a nomination. Oh, I think he definitely – I well I don't know. I I hope so. Because
0: I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the. He didn't. Best I mean, he didn't get
1: a. He he didn't get a Globe nomination.
0: Yeah, but Tom Ford did for Nocturnal and Animals, oh, and, and I'm just which like, is
1: a good movie. That's a good movie, but I heard, it's, I've I heard I,
0: bad things about that
1: movie. I, I liked it. I liked it. I think you could see. I think you could see a screenplay nominated for for Nocturnal Animals, but that's probably it. And yeah, no, Bill, I pretty much agree with you that that spot is probably going to go to um, Dennis for Arrival. So I think if you look at the Golden Globe Best Director noms, I think it's going to be Chazelle for La La Land, Mel Gibson for Hacksaw Ridge, Barry Jenkins for Moonlight, Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea. That fifth spot is a bit of a wild card, but it probably will be uh, Arrival. Now, Now, in in terms of... I think Chazelle's going to win win this one.
0: I could see. I could see the following. I can yeah, see, go ahead. I can see Mel Gibson getting uh, bumped for Scorsese.
1: Ooh, that's a good call. I forgot about Scorsese.
0: I – okay, I hard, get the reason hard, I – no, Gibson's,
1: Gibson's a lightning rod, but I think because Hacksaw Ridge co- – here, Here's, here's the, the other question.
0: When was the last time Scorsese did a movie that got decent reviews that he didn't get nominated for?
1: Uh what was the one with uh Nic- what was Cage. the one with Leonardo DiCaprio? I'm just, that's a joke by the way. Yeah, oh, that it? really narrows, That really narrows the field down, Dan. Um no, it although I'm thinking of the one where it's like it's in a prison. Oh, and, Shutter
0: Island, which is actually I like it. Yeah, by.
1: that that one. Yeah, that one kind of got blown aside. Uh the, the the thing with silence is like is it going to get it, it it doesn't seem to be getting the buzz right now. So I don't know. I mean, it's, he got it's going for, it's going too under the radar.
0: He got nominated for for friggin' Hugo,
1: which which is I think is Scorsese's worst movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, I,
1: I am not I am not a Hugo fan, and he almost won for that.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he he almost did. I mean, he was a front runner for that man. Yeah, it it's, was uh, it was
1: between him and the guy. I'm pretty sure the director for the artist won that year. Yeah, but yeah, it was. Him and Scorsese.
0: I mean, I, so I can really see Scorsese popping in there. I really think Bennett, uh Cate Barry Jenkins, and Damon Chazelle, those are your likes.
1: They're they're, they're in.
0: Uh, and I on it.
1: Like, look, I I would be shocked if Gibson got snubbed here. I, I get it. It's it's a it's a lightning rod and it's a little. But 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 look, it's not like it's not like he's taking anybody by surprise here. Okay, Hacksaw Ridge has been out for a while. It's been getting a very good response. It's making money. People are liking it. He's front and center in all the awards buzz. I mean, Bill. L- let us not forget that Roman Polanski won for best director in two thousand two, I believe, for The Pianist. So The Pianist. Yeah. Or, okay. Whatever. P- piano. So. <laughs> so anyway. So it's not like you know. It's not like they're afraid to nominate the controversial directors. Can he win? No way. But he'll get it. I think he's going to get a nomination, and uh, then I would say. So yeah, uh,
0: I'm just looking at last year, some of the the movies that were up last year. I mean, I, I, I compare them to this year. I'm just like, wow, it's like you had a little more some of the like the sexier movies, I guess, like a Mad Max, you know, The Revenant, big. But I mean, this year it's is very small in terms of, uh, in terms of more classic Oscars to me.
1: One other, oh, one other film we didn't talk about that has a chance to um, get a best picture nomination. I think I this movie's fine. Like uh, it's Hidden Figures. I haven't actually written my review yet. Um, getting a lot of, but it's it's Hidden Figures is that movie that is like
0: Is that like with Kevin the, Costner,
1: the one with Kevin Costner. Wait, uh, that's Elk already October, I, to, Oh, I thought yeah, that it's I, out. Thought the, I thought it that, just came out.
0: Oh, I thought that came out. Uh, I thought that was a January release.
1: I mean, probably a wide release for January, but it, it's out in limited release now. Hmm. Um, so getting... It's probably going to get some... It probably is going to get an acting nomination for I Octavia, Octavia Spencer. Uh, I, the movie's I don't spiked, probably get a
0: soundtrack it, nomination for Pharrell, probably, because he produced
1: it. I, I mean, look, the movie is... It's solid, but it's, it's like that very... It's that very feel-good movie-like is just extremely likable. You know a movie I think of when I think of Hidden Figures? Like, I think of Remember the Titans, where... Remoto Titans is a good movie, but I think it gets overpraised just because of the likability factor. Um but that is one that could I could see hidden figures getting into the best picture nomination race. Uh so that's another one to keep hey, an eye what on. What
0: happened with that Michael Keaton movie, The Founder? Did that ever come
1: out? I don't know what the, the yes it did. It was like it got buried, which to me probably means like eh, it wasn't that good.
0: Yeah, So, so I think I
1: kind of rest in peace, the founder. Yeah, well, rest you in and I peace you, the Michael
0: Keaton streak. Well, we, we were all like – you and I were both like, oh, dude, that's definitely going to get nominated. But unfortunately
1: – Yeah, I mean it was, a, it was like a – it, it should have been a – well, I, I mean I should have been a slam dunk acting nod for Keaton. But uh, it just kind of came and went.
0: Rest right. in peace. Well, he'll just have to threaten to kill Spider-Man next year. So, Oh, God. We'll, we'll get to that. I, I like that shot. So, OK. So are there any other nominations we want to talk about that we think are like – oh, well, I have the big question.
1: Nice. Hit me with the big
0: question. Meryl Streep. I'm going to say yes.
1: Uh, she's going to be on the bubble. Uh, let's take a quick look here. God, Who she got is she... Okay, so nominated us
0: Into the Woods. I mean she's going to get nominated for this. Uh, which, that...
1: was so, which was so – I remember that really pissed you off.
0: I was just saying, uh-huh. like everyone – the movie tanked. Everyone hated the movie. It's just like, God, just, you're just nominating her to nominate her. And I think I th- right. this one she got much better – um, praise a lot of praise for this movie so i here, definitely right. see it happening
1: here are the here are the nomination i i think here are the likely nominations for best actress let's see if we can uh let's see if we can give meryl streep her 85th nomination so natalie, okay, Portman. so natalie portman's in emma stone's in amy adams is in for rival those are i think those are locks man those are like um,
0: <laughs> like they've been there that's like they talk about like an alumni yeah. like they've all won and then, and then I
1: think the uh, Amy Adams has never won. This would be like her fifth or sixth nomination. She's oh, like she's the won, has she's achieved. like the she's never won an Oscar. She's like the female version of Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: Wow, um, I thought she definitely won a supporting actress somewhere.
1: She's won a Golden Globe before. So you have those three, and then I think the fourth person getting in that slot will be Annette Bening for 20th Century Women. Mm, and yeah. then you kind of have a cluster a, a a cluster bleep here. I think that that last spot is going to be a battle between Ruth Nega in Loving and Meryl Streep in Florence Foster Jenkins. Now, one wild, one deep wild card I'm going to give you here in this category for a nomination is Haley Seinfeld in The Edge of 17, who's been getting a ton of praise. Yeah.
0: I mean she she's she's already been to the dance once. Long,
1: it's it's a long shot, but she could and then just another wild card, but I just don't think the film is getting enough pub is um Isabel Hubert for L. Uh but not enough we, attention. So. Yeah we definitely
0: so, I know definitely. we reviewed that and there was got a lot of posse feelings from that. But I know that's
1: what people really want to hear us talk about is uh, all those foreign films like Elle, So Yeah.
0: Well, who, who's uh, – well, okay, we'll just go with actor. We won't go into the, the best supportings or anything like that. What, best actor, who we got?
1: We'll, we'll hit on actor, which is obviously one of the big categories. Uh,
0: Denzel, I mean.
1: Den, so here here, here are the locks. So Casey Affleck, Denzel, those are those are locks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's only two Stone Cold locks, and it's and those, those guys. Those two,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: I would say – I think Andrew Garfield will most likely get in for Hacksaw Ridge. Um, that seems like he's always been listed, and uh, I, I would be absolutely flabbergasted if Ryan Gosling gets snubbed. I, I just I cannot imagine them snubbing Gosling here for La La Land. It's not going to happen. Mm. So I think those are four, and then I as who who's going to get that other one. Now the SAG nomination was Vigo Mortensen in Captain, Captain Fantastic.
0: Fantastic which, I mean, he's got a Golden <laughs> good Globe good nom v,
1: too. Good, good movie. A little overrated, but it was good. Um, you can check out my review on the site. But Vigo Mortensen is very good in that film. Um, still seems like Joel I don't know, still seems like a long shot for that one.
0: Joel Edgerton. Uh, so,
1: yeah, he's definitely going to be uh, so kind of another uh, kind of another cluster here for that fifth spot. But yes, I think you're looking at Casey Affleck, Denzel Washington. Andrew Garfield for *Hacksaw Ridge*.
0: Ryan Reynolds. Uh,
1: Ryan, Ryan Gosling. No, not Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Gosling for La La Land. And yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be a tough battle for that fifth spot between Viggo uh, Mortensen, Joel Edgerton, and uh, who's the other guy we mentioned? I think there was someone else.
0: Uh, Casey Affleck. No, no, no.
1: We bet you no, maybe that was it. So yeah, yeah I think that's. Oh, one important.
0: person we might have forgotten who was up for a Golden Globe for Best Actress, who has Ooh. been in this race a number of times, Jessica Chastain from Miss Sloan
1: and yeah, movie did not get enough. It, it, it's kind of like Miss Sloan is like the concussion of this
0: year. Like we yeah, Bill
1: yeah, yeah. Smith could get it, but nah, not movie. <sighs> movie got buried. Movie got buried.
0: Yeah, but it's Jessica Chastain, and she's like, yeah, look, she's, she's a
1: powerhouse, no doubt. Yeah,
0: she's something. Um, anyway, okay, so let's, let's, let's move on. Let's, but bottom,
1: bottom line though, it's going to be a damn good Oscar season. Get ready. And, uh, yeah, like we said, uh, uh, and just for me personally, like Arrival, uh, La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight, they really do live up to the billing. If you haven't checked these films out, they are superb. They live up to the hype of Oscar potential. Check them out.
0: I definitely will. Uh, and, um, since we're already talking about it, we're talking about the future. We'll be podcasting extensively about the Oscars in February and, um, let's talk about the future. Let's talk about 2017, the year in film. Dan, this is what Dan likes to call the lightning round where I'm just going to hit him with a whole... Baby, just
1: hit me. I'm right. it's, look, we got a lot of films to talk about 2017. It's going to be an interesting year. And Bill's got his list, and he is just going to hit me with these, and I'm going to try and give you the quickest, most efficient reaction I had to these films. But then at the end, we will save a special discussion for what I know you're looking forward to most in 2017 and what I am. I don't think it's a big mystery as to what that movie is, but hit me with the lightning round. 2017,
0: go. Triple X, return of Xander Cage.
1: I really could care less Uh, moving on
0: 50 shades darker.
1: I mean, there could be some good comedic value, but
0: uh,
1: it is what it is.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm going in order of release, by the way, go for it. John wick chapter two
1: does not need a sequel. This is a classic example of let's rush something out to, to piggyback on the success of something that was surprising. I like the first John wick. You don't need a sequel. It's going to, it's going to disappoint everybody. Move on.
0: Lego Batman. <sighs> on the fence on this one. This me. film,
1: this film bugs me the wrong way. I know everybody's excited about it. I, I liked I like uh, Will um, Arnett. Ar, Will Arnett's performance in the Lego movie, but. Just as a Batman fan, there's just something about this movie that's rubbing me the wrong way. We'll mm-hmm. see. I'm sure it will be very – Michael Cera sure as the voice of intrigued. Robin is very, very mm-hmm. intriguing. We'll Zach Galifianakis as Zach Galifianakis the Joker. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just as a Batman fan, there's just something about it that has me a little iffy.
0: Billy D. Williams, I wonder if he's voicing Harvey Dent. Uh, he is.
1: He is actually. That is kind of a cool piece of casting.
0: The Great Wall, the controversial Matt Damon epic.
1: This is a classic example of I bet the script is awful. This project is probably awful on paper. But Matt Damon is one of those actors that can elevate anything. I think this will be perfectly entertaining, but nothing more.
0: See the green zone for a perfect example of that. Um Logan. Oh
1: can't can't tell you how excited I am. This could be the best X-Men movie. And you know, you know something else? I think it's going to be Hugh Jackman's best performance as the character. Seventeen years of this, I can't wait. It's just him and Patrick Stewart on the road. I love the fact how low level it is. I don't have to worry about this placating the kids. I don't have to worry about any Marvelisms. This he is a, a harder. I think. Yeah. This movie. This this movie is going to be absolutely brilliant. Logan, one of the top three movies on my most anticipated list. It is going to be
0: awesome. Box office. It's going to be huge. I think released in the right being released in a great time. Interesting. wait. Interesting one. Train spotting sequel.
1: Yeah, not a big fan. Just, I, I I get why people like it. Totally get it. It's not my cup of tea. Um, I'm sure this will tickle the feathers of people who like the first train spotting. I think people, I think fans of the first one will go into this being like, oh yeah, that was kind of nice. And then kind of move
0: on. Kong skull Island.
1: I, I could care less. I think this movie is going to be boring as shit. I know it's got a great cast. I don't care. Kong. I, I've seen enough. We don't need any more Kong movies. Didn't the Peter Jackson one scare us off? Oof. This looks so. This looks like a chore to sit through. It looks like Legend of Tarzan. I don't. I, I don't care at all. Go away.
0: Smaller movie, The Wall, with John Cena and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Don't know if you've seen the trailer for this one yet.
1: I. I haven't seen the trailer for this at all. I'll say this I'm though.
0: intrigued by this one because this is a very okay. a very small movie. It's uh, a three, it's like um Aaron Terrell Johnson and John Cena are snipers and they get pit, uh <laughs> s- s- no no no, I know it sounds crazy. John Cena gets gets shot and there is an unknown sniper that is trying to pick Aaron Taylor-Johnson off and is playing like, psychological warfare with him, directed by Doug Lyman, who did the first couple of horror movies. Ooh, okay. Mis-
1: now, 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 you have, now my antenna's up. Okay.
0: I think this could be a nice little sleeper film for 2017, I think.
1: You You and I have been critical of Aaron Taylor-Johnson in the past. I will say this, though. In Nocturnal Animals, he's very, very strong in Nocturnal Animals. A great performance. So it kind and, of gives you know credence to of- Leads credence to the fact that hey, maybe this guy can act under the right circumstances, and he was
0: good and kick ass. So you know, yeah, that's the true. First maybe,
1: just a, maybe he just needs a good director.
0: John Cena also don't sleep on him; he's fairly decent. Um, the live-action Beauty and the Beast—I didn't, I never saw the animated one, so I don't give a shit. But
1: intrigued, like the cast a lot. Uh, I think Emma Watson's a really good actress. By the way, if you want to see a great Emma Watson performance, that isn't Harry Potter. Check out Noah. She's fantastic in that movie. She was she also really not... good in
0: The Bling Ring, too.
1: The I, only good part.
0: Meaning,
1: that's one I've been meaning to watch for a while. But uh, she's a very talented actress. And uh, I, my, my worry with it is that I think it's just too much of a shot-for-shot shot remake. Mm-hmm. So that worries me. But it looks nice. It's got a good cast. Eh, hopeful.
0: Life. Um, Rebecca Ferguson, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds in space. They meet an alien life form.
1: I wanna like this movie, but the trailer generic. just uh, yeah, it looks very, very generic and bland. Um having said that though, that's what everybody that's what we all said about arrival. So this I that could see this true. being a case I could see this being a case of bad marketing and they're underselling it and maybe the movie is more than meets the eye bill.
0: Mm. But um as
1: of right as of but as of right now, it looks bland.
0: Power Rangers. <laughs>
1: I, you know what? I'm kind of interested. I, I like, I like that they're like they're attempting to actually go a gritty take with this. Yes, it could be an absolute train wreck, but you know what? They're going for it. Brian Cranston's doing a voice that's funny. Um, I think that this will be perfectly entertaining, and that's it. I, I, I'm I don't have strong feelings about Power Rangers either way.
0: Ghost in the Shell.
1: Eh. Yeah. No, it, it looks looks pretty um, Scarlett Johansson can definitely lead a movie but it's gonna it, it, I think it looks Assassin's Creed-esque
0: it's also got a big stink on it so I'm not seeing that gonna do very well the, we're going to in April The Fate of the Furious this movie uh, I looks don't get, like a, I don't, I,
1: I, I, don't get, I don't I don't care move on
0: I'm doing it um, Guardians 2 <sighs>
1: I okay, so Bill, as you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is the one MCU movie that I passionately like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm hopeful. I'm excited. Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell, Sylvester Stallone. It's a good cast.
0: Decent trailer. There's,
1: there's one thing about this movie though that is going to derail the entire film for me.
0: Dance a baby, baby
1: Groot. Baby Groot. I, I can't deal. I can't deal with it. It's just so. It's just so shoved in your face. I, I am really hoping that there's more to meet CI with that character once you go see the film. I want to be very clear about this to everybody listening. I want to love this movie with a capital L-O-V-E. I have my concerns. I'm excited, though. But we actually have a, I'm, blo- I'm, we have I'm, a blueprint. For the
0: best. We have a blueprint of that first movie to hope for.
1: James Gunn's a great director.
0: And I heard there's a lot more um, Yondu in this movie. I'm okay with
1: that. Yeah, and I I like that character a lot. And one of the other things too is that this is one of the rare MCU movies where I think James Gunn, he was allowed to make his movie. They let the director have more control over it. So look, I'm going to have my – yep. you better believe me. I'm going to have my Marvel blinders on full blast, but I
0: want to love that film. Here's the one we're going to definitely disagree on. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword.
1: It's going to be complete garbage. And I'm
0: still going to watch it. because it's Guy Ritchie. Uh, Alien Covenant.
1: Oh, boy. I I would just say this is – you know what? I'm just going to say this. Hope for the best. Expect Expect the the worst.
0: worst. Yeah, same here. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales.
1: I'm just going to say this. Next. Baywatch. Okay, if they take the twenty, if they take the twenty-one Jump Street route with this, I'm all for it. Yeah. When I watched the trailer, though, it was uh, it, here's why it's going to be a bad movie is because you watch that trailer, they can't make up their mind. Yeah, do you want to kind of serious or do you want to be jokey? And you know what the shame of it is is I think Dwayne Johnson and um Zachary, Scott, I think that could be a really funny pairing. I do too, but I think I think it's I think they're confused. But we so need, a, we need we need a second trailer. Yeah, we need a second trailer, but my opinion on it right now, it's going to be bad.
0: Uh, Wonder Woman, we've already touched on this. We both think this this has the potential. Look,
1: this could be an incredible movie. I'm hoping for the best. I think it has two big positives going for it. Number one, even though a lot of people don't like BVS, one of the things that everybody agrees on is that Wonder Woman was great. Number two... As this is the most important female superhero, people will be rooting for this one like hell. So
0: uh, and the director, and also I think
1: Chris, and I also think Chris Pine is going to be a secret weapon in this movie. He really classes, he classes up the joint.
0: Criminally underrated, I think. Um, Patty Jenkins, director, she directed Monster, um, a very serious, heavy movie. Uh, she got uh, she got a lot of praise for that. So that's who's behind this one. So this this yeah, well, could I be hope good. And,
1: but I hope that they let Patty Jenkins make the movie that
0: she wants to make. Here's one that's suffering from a really bad first trailer, The Mummy Bubble. with Tom Cruise.
1: Yeah, this is – now, OK, if, if Tom Cruise wasn't in this movie, then I would be like, go away. I don't care. Same. The fact that Tom – he's very – he's also like Matt Damon, that you put Tom Cruise in a movie – it's a At least you're guaranteed to be somewhat entertained. You also have
0: Court, you have Courtney B. Vance in this movie. You have Russell okay. Crowe in this movie. You have Jake Johnson in this movie. You got some good people in here.
1: I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm always gonna give anything with Tom Cruise a chance. You know, you and I are both big champions of Tom Cruise. The guy is so dedicated percent. in every movie role that he does. So look, also the, the villain, is-
0: also the villain from uh, Star Trek Beyond and The Kingsman. Uh she played Gazelle in Kingsman. Uh, she's she's going to be the the lead villain. She's been solid, so I gotta I gotta have some faith in that.
1: Trailer looks awful because it's Tom Cruise. I'm gonna give it a chance. We'll see.
0: Uh, Transformers: The Last Night.
1: Y- you know what? I, I'm a, I'm at peace with Transformers. You know, I hate the first three, of the Burning Passion. I actually like the fourth one because I think they cut a lot of the dead weight and they they got rid of a lot of the the toilet humor. Honestly. This, this movie, I don't think it's going to anger me. I don't think I'm going to like it. I think I'm just going to see it, and I'm going to be like, yeah, nah, okay, whatever. It's a Transformers movie, and then I think I'm just going to forget about it. I don't think it's going to instill an emotion for me either way.
0: Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, oh, boy. Spider-Man Homecoming.
1: Yeah, I – okay, Tom Holland has me excited. I like Tom um, Holland.
0: I like Tom Holland. A lot in this role. He's already—he's
1: already, already my second favorite Spider-Man. So, so you hated um, to-
0: Tobey Maguire, obviously.
1: I think that I think that Tom Holland has more emotional weight in Civil War than Tobey Maguire had in all three of those films. Yeah, I said it. Uh look, I, I'm going to remain hopeful. Now, obviously, my expectations are going to be bottom of the barrel. Now, here's, Number here's one. an
0: interesting one. Our resident okay, Spider-Man, Spider-Man fan, Logan Fowler, has a Spider-Man tattoo. By the way not excited for this movie at all. He saw really? the trailer and he's just like I'm not excited for this in one bit.
1: Here's I, I wonder if Logan has the same thought that I do, which is Robert Downey Jr is going to derail the whole movie.
0: I think he's in it for like we don't 5 minutes. We
1: don't Robert Downey Jr in this film.
0: I think he's in the movie for 5 minutes and they uh, if that. I think he, I think literally he's in it for a little bit and that's it. The the one line that got me that I'm like okay this could be good is when Michael Keaton was like I will he just like snarls is like I will kill everyone you know and I'm just like you don't often hear that in a Spider Man movie so that like just like he said it with such bile and I'm just like he he could really be the guy that that care that saves the bad parts of this movie.
1: Well, here's the thing, and as this is an MCU movie, I know it's being released by Sony, but as we all know, it's part of the Marvel. Cinematic Universe. Correct. I think, look, I've, I've trashed Marvel, and rightfully so, because their villains suck. I'm telling you right now, if they waste Michael Keaton as a villain, that to me is unforgivable, and I will not like the movie. I'll say this. I, there are things that concern me about the trailer. I have my doubts, but I, I could see myself actually liking
0: this. I feel like there's – well, oh, one thing that frightens me a little bit – about this movie is John Francis Daly wrote this. John Francis. Yep. And he wrote Vacation, and that was
1: and the, the incredible Burt Wonderstone. Uh he has written some stinkers,
0: but generally, when he actually acts, he's a funny guy, which is weird. So I don't know. Now let's get to let's. Okay, well we got one more before we start rubbing our hands. Enjoy War of the Planet of the Apes. I think you're going to get basically the same what you got last time. Although Woody Harrelson looks pretty badass
1: in this movie. I like the first one in this series, the one with James Franco. Um What's my problem? problem with this my problem with this series has always been uh it has one great character and that's it. Uh you know, I think I don't know. Th- this one just doesn't get me going. I think, you know, I think it'll be fine, but I wasn't I like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, but I thought it was absurdly overrated when it first came out. Um, one of the lines in the trailer from Woody Harrelson that scares the hell out of me is, or this will be a planet of
0: apes. Uh, that's that, that gets the Peter Griffin. Oh, he said the title. <laughs> so that's a concern. I think this movie will be solid, but let's, I'm not. Let's I'm move not... on from that until the one we could all, you and I can both rub our hands together in anticipation for. Dunkirk, the nude no one movie.
1: Chris Nolan, it's Chris Nolan directed. Now, did, World you, War II see, now, movie did yeah. you
0: see the uh, first ten minutes in the before Rogue One?
1: Well, they I, I did not.
0: Yes, they show. And if you saw Rogue One in IMAX, really, they showed the first ten minutes. I am actually kind of glad in though. No, you would have loved it. Well, how was it? <laughs> uh, it was amazing. I mean, it was basically the soundtrack is a ticking clock, and uh, uh, Tom Hardy is featured in it. And it's and I, it, I can't read this film. Yeah, and it just basically there's a uh I'm not ruining anything but There's a dog fight and there's just some crazy stuff on the beach and it's not like, oh, here's this huge action piece, but it's yeah. You, you I, I, try I, and I, find I, it I, online. Try and find well, it. Well, I, I don't know I don't know what else I can possibly say. It's
1: you know what actually I do have one criticism about this movie. Was, Why is it being released in July? Ah. Uh, I know. This could be his. This could be his Oscar film. But whatever, still if it's that be. good though, if it's that good though, it will be remembered. What, um,
0: one movie I think that's going to get pushed that's on here for July is The Dark Tower, which is an adaptation of a Stephen King uh, book. Yeah, Would, I, I, yeah. I, I'm
1: sick of hearing about this movie. I'll believe it when I see it. I, I
0: still don't believe it's coming out. Hey, what about the Emoji movie?
1: I actually thought the trailer wasn't too bad. I mean, as far as animated kids movies go, I, I mean, they're okay. Here's the thing. Someone, you know, the emoji movie. This is just, yep, let's just, you know, let's just buy this property and crap something out. But you know what? It looks like the screenwriter, at least going off the trailer, he's trying. It, it looked like they were trying. So, I don't know. I, I kind of thought the first trailer wasn't too bad. Here's we'll one,
0: see. Here's one that'll fly low, but I'm excited because of the director and writer, and that's Baby Driver. Uh, it's got yeah, Andrew,
1: Ed, you're right. You're your boy.
0: That's my boy. So I'm excited for that. Good cast. Kevin Spacey, John Bernthal, John Hamm, Jamie Foxx, Ansel Elgort. Could be good. It could suck. Who knows?
1: I like Edgar Wright. I do think sometimes he can get to Edgar Wright. I think I think he's one of these directors that needs to be reined in at times. Having said that, though, I like him. So everybody, get okay, everybody so,
0: relax. So, yeah, I'm going to skip a whole bunch of shit that's coming out. Although I have not heard of this movie, and it has Tom Cruise in it. It's called American Made. Uh, yeah, Doug I was Lyman. trying to – Based yeah, on the life to... of Barry Seal, a former TWA pilot, who becomes a drug smuggler in the 80s and was later recruited by the DEA to provide intelligence. Hell of a cast: Doug Lyman, you got Tom Cruise, Domhnall Gleeson, Jamie Mays, Jesse Plemons from Breaking Bad fame. Know, that could be good.
1: It has big potential. We just don't know about it, enough about it yet. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely it's definitely been on my radar. Here's something
0: we know about Blade Runner 2049. Bill.
1: Yep.
0: I'm all in. Uh, so I'm, all not a, I, in. I'm not a huge fan of the original. I mm. like the, I like the original. I have it's a, a lot device. of, respect.
1: It's, a, it's, it's a device. I have event, a lot of I respect
0: guess. for the original, but whatever when the, the hype that goes on top of it. I'm just like, I get it, but it's just not my cup of tea. It's like, I could sit here and tell you that Tom Petty is deserves to be in the rock and roll hall Tom, of fame. Tom Petty? I always, I know a lot of people like Tom Petty. So I'm just like, I always say, it. I'm like, Hey, yeah, he's great and everything, but just not my cup of tea. This one I saw the trailer for, friggin' goosebumps. The cast is, and this could be something special.
1: When I first heard that they were making a sequel to Blade Runner, I punched a lot of things. Um, and I was just like, are you kidding me? If there's one movie that should be left alone, it's friggin' Blade Runner. Then the cast started to get announced, and I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. I mean, Harrison Ford's coming back, that's cool. Ryan Gosling as the lead, I mean, doesn't get much better than that. Jared Leto's in this as Rodney well. Right. Yep. Yep. But uh, Barkhead, Abdi, I believe. Dave Batista's in it. Yeah, so I'm sure he'll play a nice little supporting physical role and that's that's great. Uh but they said
0: he's what, he's, he's taken the, the part of um what LA, like with the Edmund James almost role. Almost. Okay. That's gotcha. Just, yeah, gotcha. he's gonna be like the, basically akin to that.
1: But what swayed me what swayed me and why I am putting all my chips in the middle of the table with Blade Runner twenty forty nine is the, the director. director. It's it's the director of Arrival. And so if there was if there is a guy who's gonna direct a sequel to Blade Runner, not named Christopher Nolan, he would be my pick. And I think and just one more thing about Blade Runner, yeah, trailer was amazing. I think this movie could do what Mad Max Fury Road did for that franchise. I cannot wait for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Wouldn't be surprised if it was the best movie of twenty seventeen.
0: Here's a movie that's just gonna be fun. Uh, Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Love the first Kingsman movie. Hell of a lot of fun. I'm assuming this will follow suit. Uh, yeah, I
1: like the first one. Don't love it like other people do, but I it's love perfectly. It. It's fun. my type of. I've
0: um, been a fan of Matthew Vaughn for a long time. Um, it should be. Fun. You know, you got some other stuff. Um, you got a new Soderbergh movie, Lucky Logan, Channing Tatum, yep. Seth. McFarland's in it. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Friday the sort of
1: usually delicious.
0: Friday the Thirteenth remake. Why? Wait.
1: Is this like the eighth remake? I don't. I'm not a horror guy. Yeah,
0: I, I don't. I, I, then we got uh, a Daniel Brühl movie, The God Particle. I could see that. It's a JJ Abrams production. Okay, could be interesting. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Let's hope we get a good Thor movie. That's all I'm hoping for. Not getting suckered in. I'm expecting the worst. No
1: expectations whatsoever. Don't care. Die. Go away.
0: Uh, We have Justice League, which, you know, I saw some of those clips from Comic-Con, and I got to tell you, it was mostly the clips of uh, Ben Affleck with Jason Momoa, and I was like, man, that looks pretty decent, but man, they've... They've dropped the ball before, so I'm cautiously optimistic about that.
1: Justice League is the biggest wild card of the 2017 movie calendar year. I'll just say this. As someone who loved BVS. <laughs> You're like, it better, it big, better not be Suicide no, Squad 2. <laughs> well, no. Well, what I'm going to say is someone who loves BVS and who also someone who I've been a big Zack Snyder fan for a while, um, it really comes down to this. Is is he actually making this movie? Mm. So I mean, that look, that's what it is. I mean, I, I this could go one of two ways. It could be great, or it the studio could get too involved, and they could just yep, and they could just force force a lighter tone, force more jokes. So that's what has me that's what has me worried. Uh, look, I'm I obviously want to love this film to no to no end. I it will be what it will be. And, yeah, like you, I think Aquaman looks fantastic. Uh, it will be what it will be. Let's just leave it.
0: Uh, all right. Then we got stuff like Murder on the of Orient Express, which is going to be directed by Kenneth Branagh. So that's interesting for Oscar time. Uh, we've got the remake of Jumanji, which for <sighs> The Rock, the Rock oh, thanks. and Nick Jonas. Okay. Uh, the Six Billion Dollar Man with Mark Wahlberg. which should be- I need
1: to see a trailer for that one. We'll see.
0: We'll see if that even comes out this year. Uh, Downsizing—that's an Alexander Payne movie, so Oscar alert right there. Matt Damon, Jason Sudeikis, Kristen Wee, Christoph Waltz. Intriguing. Uh, the Greatest Showman—here's another Oscar alert—a musical star, musical drama starring Hugh Jackman, written by Bill Condon. So that could be something. And then uh, we skipped around everything. Let's get let's let's bring this epic podcast to an end by yep. talking about Let's, star let's go Wars, out in style. Star Wars Episode Eight, directed by Ryan Johnson. Now, um, I, we'd be really remiss, I guess, in the podcast to so not talk about um, obviously the passing of Carrie Fisher in this uh, 2016 it was certainly a dumpster fire of a year when it came to celebrities passing. That one, like, I mean,
1: it goes it goes without saying that like I'm obviously like devastated. Uh, it and, sucks. It's it, goes without saying.
0: Yeah, it's well that. How, how will that – I mean it's almost selfish to say, but it's just like how does that
1: – Oh, no. Let's you? get into the practical reasons. How does, uh, we have, how does we have that – No, no, discuss. no. How does
0: that impact your viewing of the movie?
1: Oh, of Episode Eight. Now, that's an interesting question. Um, because, I mean, production well,
0: – listen, we we, under, we know. They, I, I, supposedly she f- finished everything, all her stuff. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. In
1: terms of – I mean in terms of like Episode Eight, it's not going to affect – the movie at all I mean she's been done for a while the movie's been in the movie's been filmed for a long time oh no I'm just I mean, saying how so does fun. that
0: impact you Dan Cohen nice. watching this movie I, I to me I think that's the initial it's, it'll
1: be emotional it's, it's, yeah it'll be, it be extremely sad I mean Leia is one of the most iconic characters ever I mean she's one of the most She's absolutely one of if not the most iconic female character I can in, think of
0: at least in sci-fi Oh, absolutely. At at Minimid side. Her and Ripley. Her and Ripley, the two top. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like, wow, that's just, man. It's just like, I mean, that was like, it's a gut punch because we, I mean, this is who we grew up on. And that kind of like, I think, honestly, a lot of the ways for growing up for us, it's just like, there's your standard bearer for your strong female character right there. And, And I mean, you could just even take female out there. Here's like a strong, badass character. That's where your bar is set. You hit Princess Leia, you know? She's a princess, but she's a general. but she's a general. You know, and it is like you know, when you grow up, you're just like, oh, a princess is a princess, a general's a general, and she was both. And like, yeah, it just I just that just punches you right in the throat with that. But um
1: The scene where she grabs Luke's blaster in the original Star Wars movie and just starts taking out stormtroopers and then shoots open the garbage chute vent. I mean, that is one of the First images you think of when you think of Star Wars.
0: And she took no shit from anybody, even Vader. You know, she's just like, she's like, what if we do this? She's like, whatever. I have a diplomatic immunity, but you can't do anything to me. Like, she, she was, she was, you know, I got lack of a better term. She was ballsy, ballsy character. And that was so cool. You know, she,
1: no one could have played it better. And you look, I mean, there, there's, there's nothing else I could possibly add that hasn't yeah. been said already it's just it it's a bummer and yeah I'll, I'll, we'll miss her i yeah. mean yeah she's one of the big 3 from those movies but look hey there's so well, let's but, get into the practical matter yeah, though, it's of definitely, episode 8 and yeah, Lena like, i mean this is oh well, supposed uh, she has a
0: much bigger role in this film which hey i That's all what for. i hear i'm all for it um <clears throat> excuse me i'm um, trying to see if there's any plot description just yet
1: uh, there's – uh, that's another thing we should talk about. Like, you know uh, – well, I'll just say this. Um, You know, Episode 8, what I'm looking forward to most about Episode 8
0: – I just – I amed it to you on Skype so you can see it.
1: <laughs> oh, what, what is – what do we got here? It's, <laughs> okay. Um, So
0: uh, – See it to believe it. I still –
1: Okay, no. I'm gonna we're gonna move on. Okay, I'm like my brain is like fried right now. Yeah. yeah, Um. Okay. So uh, that's interesting. Yeah, it was. Uh, but I'll, I'll just say this: what I'm looking forward to most with episode eight is it's all about Luke. Oh, yeah, well, no. everything. Oh,
0: yeah. So, is do th- like, is and, it, so, do you think they go back to the whole Knights of Ren with slaughter sequence of Luke's students?
1: Oh, I. They're, oh, you could de- well it would be tough to do a flashback because I mean, I guess you could, you would have to make Luke a lot younger. I mean, that's the problem. I mean, I don't know unless it, I mean, it depends, it really depends on how recent mm-hmm. the events of that were, which we really don't know. I mean,
0: he also lost a ton of weight and all you got to do is shave his beard and maybe dye his hair a little bit. I mean,
1: here's a good question for you. Will we see Luke Skywalker in a lightsaber duel in this movie?
0: Oh, so we got well. We have one more movie after this. So, I mean, uh, let's okay. Let's throw the cheap out, out of the way. Say he's training Ray, and they have a lightsaber practice. I uh, no,
1: Yeah, no, I'm talking about a real, a big boy fight
0: <sighs> with with Kylo. I don't know. Or I mean, Snoke. Do you think we get a, we actually get physical Snoke in this one?
1: Yes. Oh, I think we'll get. A, I think we're gonna get a lot more Snoke.
0: Oh, by the way, we totally skipped over a huge movie this coming out. There is a Pixar movie coming out in. Oh, Coco, by the way. Sorry, we forgot to mention that. Um, so, yeah, so anyone who didn't think we we forgot it. So, whatever. We'll talk about it in our fall preview next year. Uh, this year. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I know he'll be in it, but, like... So, I mean, where we left off at Force Awakens, they, they're they going to see... Hux and Kylo are going to go see Snoke. So, I guess we will see him.
1: Oh, I definitely... he. I mean, look, he has to play a larger role. I mean, we need to know more hmm. about Snoke. Like, I don't think you can just keep him in the shadows. I mean, it's already, you know, we're talking about the second movie into this new trilogy. Yeah. Um, And clearly oh, he's man. the big, he's the big bad here. So, um, oh yeah, I, we'll definitely see him in the physical form. Uh, I'm really curious to, I've been hearing like that they could do practical effects with him.
0: I don't know. Well, it's Andy Serkis, we'll dude. See. He, he definitely could pull it off.
1: Andy Serkis yeah. can do anything. So, Literally. yeah, I am...
0: I think we interviewed him too. Um, yeah, we did. Duh. We did uh, for Planet of the Apes and um, Comic Con. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm stoked. I want to see more Captain Phasma. I would like to see that. Why? I,
1: whatever. I, like, I, it's oh, such I like, a, that's
0: such a. No, I like it's her. In Game a, of Thrones. So I'm just saying. Like, that's she, fair. She she can do. She has more to offer than what she did.
1: Oh, no, definitely. I'm just I, – I guess I'm I'm only moaning because, like, that character was so overblown, and it's just like she was in, like, two scenes. I know, but I'm and just saying, one of them, like,
0: I, th- I think one of them could – like, I think you could get a lot more um, dramatic mileage out of that character, just given the, I'll act, say given the actress.
1: I'm sure they hired Gwendolyn Christie for a reason. Yeah. Um. So it just – you know, Force tall. Awakens wasn't – Force Awakens wasn't going to be her big movie. So, uh, uh,
0: so what do you think happens with? Uh, what do you think is going to happen with Finn? Are we going to see here? Is uh, he actually going to be in action, or is he just going to be like, in carbonite, quote unquote? You
1: know, not no, I, he'll be in action. I don't like. I, I would find it hard to believe that he's just like, you know, incapacitated for most of the film. I mean, look, that was a big. I mean, he's a big character in this new series. And so an awesome. Character. And yeah, I think there's I think there's going to be a ton of scenes with him and uh, Oscar Isaac. So yeah, you will if you're a fan of Finn, you will get your your share of
0: Finn scenes. Uh, Don't you worry? Yeah, I, I'm just stoked for this. Are you worried about it at all?
1: How or? can you not be? I'm not worried one bit. I mean, look, yeah, I it's love Ryan. I, Ryan J. J. Abrams, I but, love Ryan. Yeah, I love Ryan Johnson. You got one hell of a replacement. I I mean, look, okay, am I worrying in the sense that like. Could it be disappointing in terms of where my expectation level is? Sure. But am I like, do I think that it's a, that it has the potential to be just like an okay movie? No way. It's no, no, no. It's going to be at the very, very worst. It will be a good movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would be shocked if it wasn't a great movie. I, you have a great writer. You've got a great director for this one. I just love the idea of more Luke, um, which you know even and I think it was the right call that they made in the Force Awakens. Totally made sense for that character only to show up at the end. Force Awakens spoiler alert! In case you're the one person who hasn't seen that movie, <laughs> um, this movie's gonna be freaking awesome. I can't and I'll say this too, they're they're making us wait for a trailer here. I, I was mean, so yeah.
0: surprised. I I thought Thanksgiving because that's, that's what I thought. Then I thought okay. Then I was like, maybe they'll do it before Rogue One. Like, but then I was seeing there was Rogue One screenings and no one was talking about a new Star Wars trailer. So I'm like, uh, okay, I guess they didn't do it. Like, okay. they're, they're
1: they're really playing this close to the vest here, and uh, we don't even have a title yet. I'm gonna make a. I think they're gonna really make us wait for that first trailer. My prediction is, um, ooh, that's actually not a bad call. That, by that, by that, the way, we
0: haven't seen a, we haven't seen an amazing Super Bowl movie trailer in a while. I think.
1: It, well, I it, because it's so damn expensive. Like they I think a lot of studi- I think a lot of studios have bowed out. But um, but episode that that's like that's not a bad little call, Bill. Um, I'm gonna say Guardians too. I think they're really gonna make us wait. Um, so I think it's till May, and I think that's when you got a title announcement. Oof,
0: wow, Guardians too. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so if people are just wondering about, like, oh, what's Ryan Johnson done? I've heard the name. He directed an amazing movie and wrote it called Brick with uh, Justin Gordon Levitt. Another amazing movie that goes wildly on the radar: of The Brothers Bloom. He did Looper, which is uh, which,
1: I've, which I've championed a lot before. I love it's that fantastic. movie. Fantastic.
0: He was fantastic. All, He also directed three episodes of Breaking Bad, um, including. Ozymandias, which is, um, according to Wikipedia, is uh, is one of the, the final episodes in this series, and is regarded – Wait, he,
1: wait he, are you? He directed that episode.
0: Yeah, I, I
1: I felt like that was somebody else, but that is like that is the best episode of Breaking Bad. And that's just... what I
0: said. And they, some people call it the best episode of television ever. Uh, I'd,
1: yeah, I I, I mean. That that episode. Oh, just thinking about that episode gives me goosebumps. So, it is not so
0: you're coming, the third to
1: last episode of Breaking Bad. You're
0: coming into with a director that knows what he's doing. <laughs> um, he also had a cameo as Death Star technician, or a starcase starbase killer technician in Rogue One. Uh, so he's been in, he's in the fam. Uh, I'm excited for it, man. It'll be it, it'll be a little weird without Han Solo in there, but I'm also okay with it.
1: No, I mean he, like he Han had a go. It is what it is. Um, but uh, let me. Uh,
0: so I, but I still think he shows up. I still think we see Harrison Ford in other in the next two movies, whether it's flashback or whatever.
1: Nah, I think I think he's done. I think <laughs> I think Harrison. I think, I think I think I think Harrison Ford is on his retirement tour. I don't think we'll see him in Star Wars again. Oh, I'm I talking about gonna, flashback. One more, yeah. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do one more Blade Runner. Um and then you know, Indiana, Jones. If, if, if this Indiana Jones movie happens, which I still have my doubts, I do too. That will certainly be that will certainly be his last Indiana Jones movie. I guess, I mean, you know, as sad as it is, I mean, I'm curious to see what happens in terms of the character of Leia, though. I, you know, it's it's look, it's very possible that the character was meant to die in this episode.
0: Oh, and that. I,
1: so that's I don't that's
0: going to be that's going to be tears.
1: Oh, that would I mean Ugh. people will break down in the theater. But I've always had
0: the
1: I mean, I've always had the suspicion that
0: all like, the, one, the core, one of the, the core three are going to go.
1: That all three are going to go in each in each film like one per film mm. and I would and I would think that Luke would bite it in the last one. Well, nine. He is he is the So most important character. You know, I don't Uh, It's going to be interesting uh, to kind of see how that plays out. I mean, but if Leia, of course, if Leia lives and I mean, they're they're in a pickle um, because uh, look, they're obviously not going to recast her. That would be people would burn movie theaters down. So that's obviously not going to happen. So, you know, but I I just have this gut call that she was always meant to not live through episode eight. So and yeah, you're right. If if that happens, I people are going to break down in the theater. Oh man, that would be a tough moment to take.
0: I think some people are very confused of what the movie is. Uh, it's definitely a very cool movie. It's three actors. It's almost like a stage play. Um, really awesome movie. Uh, great acting from John Goodman. Um, I mean, he, I mean, uh, to me, I'm just like, wow, that's an Oscar. That's his best performance. Uh, dramatically, that's an Oscar worthy performance. He's not going to get nominated, but I mean, aside—I ch- I mean, he has a 1% chance for a supporting actor nomination. But, I mean, that is a movie you definitely spend two hours with, and I think you'll absolutely love it.
1: And just to close up the podcast, Bill, I just want to say one more thing, and why not close it out by pissing off the Marvel fans? I am going to make one other prediction. I think that Thor Ragnarok will be the first MCU film to have a rotten rating,
0: on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: That is your Dan Cohen bold prediction of 2017. Wait, closer out, Bill.
0: Wait, that second movie didn't get the worst one?
1: No. Every Marvel Cinematic Universe the... movie has been positively reviewed. There as a, never as been... a
0: fan of the MCU, I can tell you that Thor movie, to quote you, blew bags.
1: Um, oh, that's terrible. But 66%. So no Marvel Cinematic Universe movie has finished with a rotten review, Thor Ragnarok, that will. That's my big prediction of 2017.
0: My big prediction of 2017 will be that Dan and I both love, uh, both hopefully, love Dunkirk and Star Wars. Um, I think that's safe to say. I think because we're both huge nerds for both those. Okay, so Dan, we're wrapping it up. We're going to close that. This was an epic podcast. Whew. Oof, you know, burning the midnight oil east coast. We're almost at one thirty in the morning. Um, so yeah, uh, where can they find you on the internet to send you hate about all the movies you didn't like? Yep,
1: you can. Yeah, you can absolutely send the hate. Uh, I'm at D Cohen Writer. It's all spelled out in one word: D Cohen Writer with a W. Let me know what you think.
0: Uh, and of course, we're thepopbreak.com. Uh, fi- follow us on Twitter at popbreak.com. All spelled out. Forward slash popbreak.com. All, sp- all spelled out on Facebook. Popbreak official on Instagram. Thank you guys for checking us out. This was a long podcast, so thanks for hanging. I hope you uh, had a long car ride to check all this out. And uh, we'll see you at the movies and on VOD and DVD, because I just didn't want to steal that catchphrase. So peace out, everybody.